Hello everybody, how's it going? And welcome back to the Kill Connor Club podcast. I'm one of your hosts, James, and I'm joined, as always, by Tyler. As always, how are you, my friend? Um, great. How's it going? Yeah, fucking pretty good. Dude, it's been a long day, man. It's been a real long day. Yeah, well, I mean, I earlier for you, we did Clubhouse. Yeah, so this morning, got up, recorded Clubhouse. Whilst we were recording, I got asked to come into work early. That's why I was like to you, dude, oh, I gotta yeah, go, I gotta go, I gotta go. And then I left, did a 10-hour shift at work, just got home. Now it's mm. time for three hours at Kill Connor Club. So it's been a long fucking day. And it's been non-stop. No rest. God. No sleep. Well, Just... I did sleep. I had the I had clubhouse, then I slept, and then now we are here again. Kill Connor Club. We are here again. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, better do the bloody patron oh, stuff, course, right? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this and you enjoy the Kill Connor Club, you enjoy our discussion on video games and banter and nonsense, just head over to patreon.com slash as always where you can get more exclusive podcast content as well as any bonus or early access to things James and I do while also supporting us. So to thank some of those sweet vintage lads over at patreon.com slash as always, uh, let's go through and thank people like Ben or Moderox. We have Quizek on a Kizek. We have Josh Devlier, Zeno Rio, Damien, Mario, 5380, Lumistrad, Gene, Marcus Blackburn, The Humble Worm, Nimbus, Seth, Tom Cunningham, Oscar, RavJ, Zach Neely, Son of a Bitch, OG Dogger, you motherfucker, Tyler Tranta, Yazen, Brendan, and Pinkflame313. Thank you, sweet vintage lads, for supporting us at patreon.com slash as always. Um... <clears throat> Now, we're here live. It's have, when was the last time we did live? A while ago. That's see. That's the thing. I've uh, like it's been it's been a while. Um, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I think it's been a really long time since Kill Connor Club, and that's because we did last time was the uh, pre-recorded with uh, Luma and Nick. Yeah, and what was the time before that was up? Oh no, that was streamed with with um, Asim. Yeah. Like, it, it is it is the fact we always say this like it's because we do so many more podcasts now with Clubhouse mm. that it just feels like we never stream them because yeah. like you know probably three out of four are pre-recorded or at least fifty percent are pre-recorded for Clubhouse. Mm. But Patreon does Patreon do live streaming yet? You sent me that yeah. screenshot the, the beta. What is that? What it is that? Seems they do in some way. Like I I mean I looked into it a little bit and it looks to me like it's kind of like you do like a like an unlisted stream, which would be through YouTube, but it streams directly to your Patreon page. Like it's kind of embedded in the, uh, yeah, it's kind of like embedded in the thing, so people can view the stream specifically only through Patreon. Then, I mean, obviously, if they have the link, they can see it as well. But um, it'll just go through your Patreon page. So, I'm not sure how uh, that works. But I okay. have to look into it a bit more because may- maybe they do it in a way that you literally can only view it on the Patreon page, but it's kind of like linked through your YouTube. Maybe I don't know. I'd have to look into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that could be cool. And that also means we could, like, do, like, stream playing something like, I don't know, Battlefield or, like, Battlefront or mm. Halo or something on there, you know? Where rather than having to, like, edit uh, Let's Play or something, if we're just like, let's just do a Patreon stream or something like that, we could just, you know, jump mm. on something. That would be, yeah, way better. Yeah. Could work rough looking to it. Um, oh, this is so weird. I, I miss reading live chats. You guys are all so fucked up. It's great. I miss it. 
Yeah, live chats can be either great or terrible. I did a stream last week. Um, was yeah, what well, was this week? Um, where I finished Final Fantasy fifteen, and the stream chat was one of the best stream chats I've ever had. Like, n there was nothing cancerous at all. Everyone was so nice and had really good conversations. And the thing was as well, I had like near to a hundred viewers the whole time, and so the whole stream was just great. It was so weird. I don't know how it happened, but. It was amazing. Ah. What the fuck were you streaming? Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Yeah. In interesting. It was we it was really weird because, like, it's, so it's such an obscure game that you don't think I'd have much of an audience for, but I had, like, probably 80 viewers most of the stream. <laughs> and everyone was so nice. It was so fucking that's, weird. That's fucking weird, man. Yeah, it was strange. I'm so I'm so all over the place right now. I just pulled out the list. I didn't even have the fucking list out, dude. I'm <laughs> delusional right now. I literally, do you know? But honestly, do I just sat here for a second while you're telling me this? I'm like, holy shit! I haven't even written a list. That's what I just thought. I'm like, oh my god! I'm that. That's how fucking delusional I am right now. That's how tired and just wrecked I am right now. Jesus. Like I didn't even write a list, but I did write a list. I did like five days ago. Oh god. So I'm like. But I just hadn't even... I didn't even get it out. I don't even know... Dude, I don't even know what's going on. It's been such a long day. It has been the longest of days. Oh, God. Well, it's all right. We we got this. It's fine. We'll fucking... Fucking do shit. I don't know what I'm talking about. What have we got on the list anyways? Oh, our boy Ethan's here. Um, he's hungover. Oh, Ethan. Oh, Ethan. <laughs> I wish I was. I wish I was. I wish I had, I wish I had alcohol right now, to be honest. Um, all right, so we've did, we passed the three year anniversary of Kill Connor Club. We did. So last, I mean, last we talked about last episode being the three year anniversary, which it was technically, I guess, but the three year anniversary was like a week later, so it was like in between the two podcasts. Mm. So like last week and this week, or last episode and this episode, are kind of both three year yeah. anniversaries in a way. Yeah, they both it was, made it. It's weird because it was technically it was just Wednesday. It was just last Wednesday was the three anniversary, yeah. which is a bit weird, uh, um, yeah. but whatever. Bit... Yeah, yeah, whatever. I, but at the same time, fucking crazy to think about. It, it feels like forever, though. Like, it doesn't feel like it's been just three years. It feels like it's been, like, ten. Sure, I guess. I mean, I, oh God, I don't even have a... I, I can't even tell time. Not, like, on a clock. I mean, like, you know... <laughs> I can't even I tell can't how much time's passed. I just can't, I can't. I don't even know what time is. I just can't. Like I don't know. I don't have a good concept of time. Like everything just kind of feels like it's all happening. I don't know. Like Unity, like the Unity hype. I mean, that just that feels like it was fucking ages ago. But at the same time, it doesn't. So I don't know what I'm talking about. But I just I just can't remember not doing Kill Connor Club. Like I just can't remember there was a world where we just weren't doing this. That's true. That's weird. I can't remember the times when back in 2015, which was only two years ago, we didn't even have a proper schedule. Like we just kind of whenever we was like, because no, I remember I was that. on. Don't say that. That's ludicrous. <laughs> I That's was on. I was last. on Time Hop the other day, and I made a tweet. Um, it was like a two-year-old tweet, and it just said, "Oh, by the way, guys, let me know when you want the next episode of Kill Connor Club up. Shall I upload it now, or like, shall I wait a bit?" And it's like it's so weird. I was just throwing it up whenever. So true. Yeah. Like, how long did I have that? I must have just had Kill Connor Club sitting there. And I, I remember. Weird. This, you know, I guess I can be honest about this now, right? Because at the time, there was Joe there as well. Okay. And and in my mind, 
you know, and people liked the three of us. It was a cool dynamic. It was interesting. It was unique. But it was a lot harder to get us all together. And Joe missed a couple of the first, like, five or six that we did mm-hmm. um, because we just jumped on just to, you know, do, you know, chat, talk shit. Ethan came in on one of them at the end and he became, like, a segment. <laughs> Ethan, like joins. Ethan joins. And he oh, wasn't even, that's like, a throwback. And he had, like, 300 subscribers at the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good time. But the funny thing is, though, when we didn't have a schedule, then we were just kind of doing it whenever we made the, like, art logo, did the t-shirts and shit. Yeah. Um, and I kept saying, come on, James, let's do the podcast, let's do the podcast. Joe isn't even around or doing anything. In my head, I'm like, I just thought, I'm like, we don't need Joe. This is honestly, if I'm going to be real with you, like, this podcast is came together, this schedule, what is today, because I pressured James into abandoning That's Joe. True. Essentially. I was just like, dude, we don't need him. I didn't say that. I was very nice about it. Mm. But I, I think that, I, well, I mean, the main way it worked, I think, was that we organized with Joe a couple times for him to come on. And it got to the point where we were going to record and Joe wasn't there. So you were just like, well, let's just do it without him. And then we just yeah. did it without him a couple of times. And it was just kind of like, okay, but we'd also, well. But, but we'd also done, like, Stick of Dynamite. And I was mm. like, dude, like, all I was thinking, I'm like, there's something. It doesn't that even... That was a you, good you, podcast. That was yeah. fucking good. We, we for sure, because those are like our getting to know you podcasts. This is like, they were like our first date podcast. Oh, it was um, good. And I, I'm just like, dude, we don't need him. I'm like, I like Joe. I like him a lot. We 100% don't need him. And he's not even around. And I don't think he cares. Let's just make yeah, it a thing. Care. And it's just us. And then we did this. Let's do it every two weeks. And then we just kind of stopped inviting him. Like we'd ask him if he wanted to come. Either would reply, I wouldn't. But then we just kind of stopped asking him. But you'd go, oh, should we ask him? And I, I would go, nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that was... Uh, actually, when I think back to it, it's weird that it just happened and felt normal. Um, that we just abandoned Joe, sort of. Because, like, we did... I did always like, ask him if he wanted to be on and stuff. Like, he always, I always felt like he was the, a member of the podcast and, like, he should be on it. But, like, if he wasn't on it, then we could just do it without him. But, like... It was weird because when it got to the next year and we re- redid the art and the art was just me and you, it was just kind of like, okay, well, Joe's just gone now. Like, I don't think that, there was never a defining moment when we were like, okay, I think it's time we drop Joe. It just sort of happened. There was, there was never even a conversation. We never once said to Joe, <laughs> you know, the podcast, everyone. never once. We just stopped asking him to come on. Uh, like, there was yeah. zero discussion. And, like... He'll always be, like, one of the founders of Kill Connor Club. He'll always be one of the three founders of Kill Connor Club. But Kill Connor Club is you and me. You know what I mean? Mm. He was on four podcasts. We've done you and me together. Probably done a hundred podcasts. Jesus, that's a lot of podcasts. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, cool story, bro. You're on four of them. Like, where, you know, you and I are Kill Connor Club. And most people don't even know who Joe is that listen to it. I know. You that's know? crazy to think about, actually, that people don't even know who he is. But some people still bring up that Q&A. The Q&A is not out yet. It's quite yeah. upsetting. One day, maybe one day, maybe one day he'll just do it. When he's like 30 years old and he's like, oh, I remember that. He'll just throw up I, a quick Q&A <laughs> answers video. That, That'd be hilarious. You know, you, know, Joe, um, you know, he's not my best friend, but I think I know well enough to know that he'll never do that. Like, that's just oh, not I'd, even the type I'd of I'd pay him to do that. Remember when we found him on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> and we, we saw photos of it and I'm like, I did not expect him to look like that. I, yeah, I've, he's my friend on Facebook, and he shares really random things. Like, he'll he'll share, like, um, 
like, you know those weird, like, internet facts that have, like, no proof behind them, and it would just be, like, an image and, like, a bit of text underneath it with something, like, crazy, and you're like, oh, that's a cool fact, but, like, it has nothing backing up. It just shares a lot of those. And I'm like, but uh, they're probably not even true. Yeah, But it's a good so it's a good little look into Joe's life, I think. Just to know he's doing all right. Just to know he's alive? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, do you know who is is Doctor Ordle around in the community oh, ever? Is God, he gone? No, he's been gone for like good, well over a year, I think. He shows up. You know when he does show up to the twenty four hour streams. He's never missed a twenty four hour live stream at Christmas. But other than that, he's not around. And I guarantee when we do another one this year, he'll show up. He'll just show up and he'll be like, "Hey guys," and then he'll just disappear again. It's the same with people like Wotu and um, like that random name though, Craig. Um, people like that. There's a few people that kind of show up at special occasions, but like never again. I don't know where they are, but you know, it's just it's just because they kind of grew up and are like, yeah, I have better things to do with my life than yeah, watch these they, dickheads yeah, play video that's, games. That's true. I think they just get busy with things and you know, with real life they like. Is they're like, fine. oh, I love those guys. I'll always have fun memories of them, but like, I don't have time for this. Yeah, it's like obviously some people are always going to be part of the community, whether that's a big part of the community or whether that's a smaller part of the community or whether you know they leave entirely, you know. Um, it's whatever, it's cool, but I still love all those people. Oh, yeah. that's It's interesting to think about how many people we've kind of, like, talked to and met over the years and mm. and had conversations with or, I don't know, just kind of, like, yeah, it's bizarre. The ups and the downs of the last three years have been crazy. The um, Udi period, oh, the, like... <laughs> oh, Jesus, just... that was a huge fucking slot like just i was like like it happened once then it happened again then it happened to asim and he was like i'm gonna fucking take legal action i'm like oh god jesus christ asim calm down and then oh god everything it was i don't know what happened there and then he emailed me recently the other day like a big long email and i just ignored the whole thing so i'm like i don't want i don't want anything to do with this i can't really like the anymore. other day what? okay so when i say the other day um everyone anyone that knows me knows that i don't use that phrase entirely correctly um I mean, you don't like, use many phrases entirely correctly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good joke. Gotta yeah. give me that. Yeah. Cut deep. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, basically, what I mean is, it was a, it was a few weeks ago. It, it was relatively recent in terms of how long we've known Udi for. Like, I don't mean like it was seven months ago. I mean it was it was at least a month ago. He sent me an email, like a big long email to my business email. God. What the fuck would it say? What did it say? I don't remember. All I remember it was from Udi. I think I skim read it and then I was like not replying and I just deleted it. Because I just couldn't be bothered. He caused me too was much he, is he... trouble. I just don't understand like why he wants to be a part of the community still. Like still. He doesn't have friends. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Just, I mean I do understand. It does make sense that he doesn't have friends because I, get that. I know him well enough to know. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm like, yeah, yeah cool, bro. <laughs> you didn't even hate him, and then he made you hate him because he like apologized for something you hadn't done, and then you said something. And he was like, I don't think that merits a response. Like I replied <laughs> to him, telling him, oh, "That's all good, man. I got no issues with you." You know, blah blah blah. Like real, like heartfelt message response back. So I, honestly, I didn't even know who you were. Like I didn't know there was any issue here, but no, it's all good, man. And then he just didn't reply, 
and that was it. And then he's just oh. like, I don't think this, mer- you, I don't think that merited a reply. I'm like, oh, I hate you. Like, I now hate <laughs> Such you. Like, a cunt. <laughs> like, who, like, what? God damn it, Udi. I couldn't believe it. I was just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, I, know, I now hate you. Oh, man. Classic what, Udi. What's your, like, can we go, because it's the, th- it's three years. I want to do, I want to do some things. Like, I like okay. this. This reminiscing, this reminiscing is nice. What all are right. your top we we're talking about top fives on uh, Clubhouse. We we're talking about Ethan and all his top five videos on Clubhouse <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah. Um, also, shout out, we did a bonus Kill Connor Clubhouse as well this week. So it's already up, just came out on patreon.com slash as always. Mm, so we've got a whole new podcast. Who talked about uh, his his cosplaying experiences relating to girls, and it's really interesting. Yeah, all I'll say is for sure, don't dress up and talk to girls. Um, but, you know, that's just me. Wonderful. Um, Okay. But <clears throat> top five favorite Kill Connor clubs. Top five Kill Connor clubs. Ooh. Okay. I think I've got to include. Ooh. Um. I think that I think the first one we do with Asim, I think, would need to be included in there somewhere because that's always yeah, a classic. Yeah, I agree. That what that I'll never forget that. I remember. I'll never forget the moment he said. You know, it's a classic. Like, if you microwave it, the semen will taste like milk. Like, I remember <laughs> falling off of my chair laughing in that my was old apartment. So funny. I remember being sitting at my desk in my old apartment, falling off my fucking chair, laughing so hard because I couldn't believe him. Like, who the? F- I didn't know who he was until that podcast. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And I was just dying. It's so it was funny. So it's so funny. That was such a good podcast. The dumb shit we talked about. That stupid rap battle that wasn't even a rap battle. Oh, it's a great podcast. Oh, yeah. This doesn't have to be in any particular order of top five. It's just the top five. Yeah, just a few. Yeah, just five. Five memorable ones. We've got, I think, I think the first one we ever did with Luma would be on there because that was a big moment. Uh, I think it's, I think to me it's memorable because it's like, not necessarily because of any form of banter, just because it was like, I mean, I think, okay, maybe I'd link that also with the with the interview we did with Victoria just because they were big podcasts. Like, I'm like talking to the voice act a voice actor was in assassin's creed and then there was the one with luma i sure. think they're both big big podcasts for me anyway so that's, so that's three yep so that's three all right and then um episode oh fuck um i guess oh there's so fucking many i there's so many i like the one we did um recently i don't remember which episode episode 49 uh with nick and brett was a good one yeah yeah i think yeah. i'd have to do that and maybe like episode 50 or episode 40 whenever we have the four the pillars four pillars yeah, yeah. so that's five you just said five. five shit okay it's tough eh like oh, it's there's so, episode it's zero so... too oh and there's episode three the one we did that was the justin bieber story that was the first oh, proper one true. just me and you yeah that's true Oh, well, wow. so 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 Joe lasted two episodes, and if you count <laughs> episode zero, he lasted three, and mm. then he came back for the t-shirt launch, and then never saw him again. And he was a guest. He <laughs> was a guest. So he, was on, he was on four official episodes, and then also on episode zero. Cool oh, story, gosh. bro. Great stuff, bro. Um, yeah, what are yeah there's five? a lot of good episodes. I also have to put the first episode eleven with Asim on there. I have mm. to put that put that mm. on there. Um, that's one of my favorites. I'll never forget that. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna go with 
I loved, honestly, the Victoria Atkin and the Loon ones were great, but I wouldn't put them in my top five. I, episode 20 with Gabe, I thought was really fun. I thought that went awesome. So I'll put that on there as well. Sure, I guess. Uh, yeah, sorry, bro. Um, <laughs> Um, episode even though it was a shit show episode 29 the two year anniversary where we just had everybody on for different segments oh, I actually thought like, was, yeah. it was so much work sure but it turned out so awesome that was like, really good I need to re-listen the, to that I think that was a really good was, podcast it, I just loved how we did it like I'll never want to mm. do it again but yeah. like it was great it was a great one-off moment where we just had like half an hour with different guests talking about different topics. Yeah. I loved that podcast. Um, mm-hmm. That's up there. So that's three. Mm-hmm. I'd then put, I'd put episode 40 with four pillars and then I'd probably, yeah, would agree episode 49 to have like um, Nick and, and Brett on because like when it comes to like our favorite guests, like we've kind of got like five best friends of the podcast would being like George, Ethan, Nick, Brett and Assam, you know what I mean? Mm. Like five people that are always welcome on the podcast whenever they want. Yeah. That's true. And I mean up I mean up there as well as like an honorable mention, I think episode fifty four, the last one we did, was one of my favourites actually to record. I really enjoyed it. Oh yes, that's actually mm, fuck. That's a that's a legit point, sir. That might actually be up there in the top five there. I don't know. Like that was a that's really good like no it wasn't like tons of like laughs and stuff, but there were there obviously there were a few. It was a good time, but like there was so such good discussions, I think, in that. It was a really good podcast, actually. That's actually true. That's one of my favorites, I gotta say. I actually do want to shout out Luma again and Nick for the last episode. I thought that was really productive discussion. Mm. Um I think it's worth talking about the fact that there is there was some confusion. I think with the response to it as well mm-hmm. of I think people thinking that this whole discussion was about like we wanted to be community mentors or something ridiculous like that which just isn't the case and it's not yeah, true sure. and that wasn't and that wasn't even that wasn't the point of the discussion right mm-hmm. the point of the discussion was to talk about the opinion of its existence and um I thought it was great conversation uh, mm. I, f- I completely got where Luma came from. I thought it was really productive. Mm, thought it was yes, great for the, thought it was great for the community to have conversation. You know, these things are only bad um, when you don't talk about them and you let these things kind of fester over and they become worse than they are. When you talk about them, you can kind of squash any of the thoughts that you have, but they may not be valid. So when we talk about them, though, mm. we can kind of squash those thoughts that we had. We'd be like, okay, we were wrong. Or, yeah. oh, okay, maybe we were right. But... You know, we've got to be open to being wrong. You know, that's super important mm. too. And yeah. I thought it was just pre- discussion. I agree. There was a ton of things in there that Luma said that made me think, actually, you know what? He's kind of right. Like, I still think that there's certain ways that the that the mental skill can be handled that could go wrong. And I think there's ways they might have reflected that. But Luma's right in the way that the purpose of it is actually a good thing. And I actually agree with what they've done because they are trying to encompass all areas of the community is like this separate section rather than having it as this is the community and this is what you need to look to it's like this is just another pathway and i think that was a really good way of explaining it yeah yeah so you're saying and i mean i just think it was just the fact that we got to talk about it with someone was just like yeah cool it was just mm. good to have that conversation it was important yeah. to have that conversation it needed to happen and um yeah overall i think it was great and i think the response was really great for it too yeah. Um, wow, we've done some good fucking podcasts, man. I don't need mean to toot my own horn here, but 
what a three years. What we, a three years yeah, it's been. We have, a, we, have, we have a damn good podcast, it's got to be said. And I mean, I, pff, I can't wait to see what we end up doing with it in, in the coming years. Because, I mean, we said this last year. It's like, we were like, oh, I wonder what we'll be in like a year's time. And the podcast's only been doing better. And, you know, oh, God. we've been doing the more numbers stuff and it's been crazy. great. The numbers are crazy. The people that like just want to listen to us talk for three hours is fucking weird. I'm mm. like, you guys are fucked. Fucking freaks. Like, oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, classic. Well, this is... this is. Pla- what, what are you saying? I'm just on the playlist, scrolling through it, and I'm just like, fuck. Ah, uh, yeah, so am I, yeah. Not even including, like, the um, Clubhouse podcast we've done and all the special episodes. We've done spoiler casts and for, like, the Assassin's Creed movie for Spider-Man, mm. the Desmond's Son pod mini thing we did. There was, like, got, mm. like, 50,000 views. Oh, yeah, fucking hell. That was mental. I I like scrolling through this, and every time we have George on, he has a different logo. I've noticed. Every time. Yeah, that's that's true. He changes his he changes his art so often. But I kind of like that, you know. Yeah, sure. The Luma, he's just he's like, ah, I'm never gonna change it. He's like, I'm all set. <laughs> I like the way it is. I'm not fucking changing it. Fuck everybody. I, I like, like that it. attitude. I like his logo. I don't want him to change it. It's a nice logo. Yeah. Um. Okay, so James, to move on. Um, yes. Even though you know the three years have flown by. Um, again, I can't wait for the near future, and this podcast won't go anywhere, no matter what. Actually, not no matter what. If I die, then it probably won't happen. Um, <laughs> I'll get Joe back. Yeah, good luck with that. You, that you'll get about seven oh, viewers, God. and it'll last, and it'll go for about seven minutes, and then you'll quit. So yeah, no, you I, can do it that. Wouldn't, yeah, it would. It would go nowhere. That'd be horrific. But it, we're not going to die, okay? I mean, we could. It's definitely possible. Well, I mean, it's yeah, it is possible. It's just not going to happen. That's true. Um. There was something I wanted to talk about that I was thinking about while we are talking about this, and I felt like it was kind of important. Oh, of course I remember. James, you okay. didn't... What's the date today? The 3rd of September? Yes. So seven days ago, the 26th of August, Arno's birthday. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was something super serious. Ah, <laughs> uh, you, you brought this up on Clubhouse, and you're bringing it up again. I, I think it's it's a meme now. Um, no, it was actually the 26th of August was the biggest fight in combat sports history. Ah, uh, yeah, of course it was. Was uh, Conor McGregor, the UFC lightweight and featherweight champion, against the greatest boxer of all time, in my opinion, Floyd Money Mayweather, 49 and 0, now 50 and 0. Defeats Conor McGregor by TKO in round ten. What a fight that was! What a show! Did you do you know anything about it? Did you pay zero attention to it? I imagine you I paid know zero that McGregor didn't win. Yes, okay. That's well, it. That's yeah. all I know. That, that's something. And I, I, was guess. Dis- I was disappointed. I was genuinely disappointed for you. Were you? It was a genuine yeah. sense of disappointment. I was oh, like, that's oh, right. that's a shame. Yeah, totally be sad. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, but no, I, uh, watching that, I was so, oh, dude, I couldn't eat. Like we had, cause we had like family around. I had friends like Joel was there cause he's who I watch every, all my fights with, you know, we go to bloody, we went to both went to bloody New Zealand to watch UFC fights. Um, 
and he and I were sitting there nervous wrecks and my dad's like we've had, we have got beers flowing having like a barbecue lunch and shit like making a day of it it was like a great thing having like friends and family around for the fight but my dad's you know cooked all this food and stuff and he goes Tyler like, Tyler eat something what are you doing everyone's getting food I'm like I'm not I'm not eating anything until this fight's over I can't like I could not put anything in my stomach I was that nervous Jesus. I was so- so nervous but but i was only nervous until like before like during the morning before once the once like it all started i was all good like i was like sweet we're here now let's just enjoy it right um but man that was i thought it was a great fight like floyd mayweather notorious for boring fights and everyone's talking about it's going to be a spectacle connor's is going to get knocked down the first round i'm like you're fucking morons if you think that um and people saying that you know, Floyd, it's going to be a boring fight anyway. You're going to spend all this money. It's going to be boring Floyd's a boring fighter. And I, and my argument for that has always been, I don't care if Floyd's a boring fighter. I've watched every single Conor McGregor fight his entire career, UFC and outside the UFC. And I tell you, who's never had a boring fight? Conor McGregor. So I knew, I knew one thing. I was like, this fight will not be boring. As mm-hmm. I don't know how long it'll last, but it will not be boring. And by God, he made Floyd Mayweather look like a real fighter. And that, to me, is an impressive feat in and of itself. And Conor McGregor did so good, in my opinion. Like, he represented MMA great. I thought, for, you know, he's not a boxer. He's 0-0 zero and zero against the greatest boxer of all time. How well can he really do that well? He won rounds. People say, you know, Floyd's strategy. Sure, it was Floyd's strategy. You know, he was trying to wait for McGregor to get tired, which he did, and then capitalize the end. Smart. Genius, in fact. But... There's a reason that's what he had to do. It's because he couldn't just come out and attack Connor because Connor would counter him, which he did. Whenever in that first round, Floyd came at him with an overhand right, and Connor slipped back. He tried to hit him with an uppercut once and missed, but the second time he hit him clean with an uppercut. So anyone saying like Floyd gave him the rounds, it's just not true. That first round, Floyd did try to land a punch or two, and both times Connor countered with uppercuts and hit him hard in that first round and what that's what won in that first round and he won at least three rounds i thought i thought he won the first third and fourth i didn't think he won the second lots of people said he did i thought he based on boxing points it scored so different to mma but i thought he did great i expect mm-hmm. i wasn't surprised he asked out he's done it before he's never fought that long in a fight before he went 30 minutes with the greatest boxer of all time and he didn't get knocked down. You know, it was a standing TKO. It is what it is. I'm very proud of him. And I wasn't sad. I was a little bummed, but I wasn't, like, sad. I was actually really proud. So. Hmm. All right. Yeah. That's right, then. So, yeah. It is what it is. So I appreciate your the, your sympathy for me, but mm. I'm okay. I'm happy for okay. him. Well, that's good. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy it's over, to be honest. Mm. I'm just happy it's over. Now, um, just want to address that. Now. Um, do you have an update? I, I want to ask you this because you tweeted okay. out a gif. A gif? Did I? A gif of the, and like teasing your parody. Oh song yeah, 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 yeah. Does that mean it's coming sooner than you initially said it was going to? Does it mean that? I don't know. I don't know what it means. Do you tell me why you tweeted out teasing it? I don't know. I wanted to make a gif. In all honesty. That's it. That's it. That's that's it. I just wanted to make a GIF. It took me a while to put together. I had to like I went into After Effects and I used the the thumbnail shit that Luke had made, 
and I just like did a little animate thing and I just just changed you know the the uh, the depth of each layer and made it look all fancy and made a gif and I was just like oh look it's a little teaser for what it what this thing looks like but I mean I don't know I still don't know when I'm gonna put it out I've, I've started editing the video though and it looks really good I want to get it like the editing I want the editing to be like really sharp and to be like perfect so I'm gonna spend a while on it because like parodies in the past like with defy there was really nothing that really went into my editing other than just a few little clips where I was like, okay, I want these lines to like just link up with this scene or like this is where this can like quickly cut off and stuff. But other than that, it was just a lot of these scenes that Ubisoft had like edited for the trailers and I just kind of put them in in different places. Whereas with this one, I'm getting each like individual clip and I want to arrange it all how I want it to go rather than... I don't want anything to be like pre-Ubisoft other than the like the actual images you're seeing obviously are from Ubisoft trailers, but I want to rearrange everything entirely so it fits to the parody and just make it look fucking great. So I'm putting a lot of work into it. So I don't know when it's going to be because obviously in between videos and live streams and the podcasts and everything, I'll do a little bit of editing here and there. Um, but eventually it'll happen and I'm expecting it to come out. I'm still expecting it to come out in like a month's time, like the first week of October, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's probably good timing, like, right before the game comes out, when it's, everyone's like, even if people are like, I'm not even excited for the game, it's like, oh, shit, it's pretty close, I'm actually kind of keen. Oh, this is cool. You know what I mean? Like, people start watching and, like, you know, paying attention more. Yeah. October's going to be a big, big month. Big, big month. Everyone's going to just Do- go mental. Like, because I, mean, I remember last year with, uh, even, that was just the Ezio collection, and the month that came out, my channel just, like, the fucking views, like everything just skyrocketed it was insane so i can't imagine what's gonna be like with origins assuming it goes in a similar way yeah well i mean i think um we're gonna do like a separate spoiler cast right for origins like oh sure yeah because we'll we'll probably finish it within a week or two right the main story Mm -hmm. and then we can just sit down and give a full spoiler discussion so people it's not like an official podcast because that way anyone can listen to the official podcast whereas the spoiler cast is just for people that okay they're finished it they want to hear full yeah. spoiler review of it yeah, we can kind of do the, about it for on the while. normal pod yeah on the normal podcast we can do <clears throat> um you know a spoiler free review and be like yeah we liked it or we didn't like it or this this or that yeah. whereas like on the spoiler cast we can go balls deep on like the lore and the plot and everything like that yeah yeah, that makes uh, sense. And I mean, obviously, I'm going to do my own, like, proper review as well. That'll be a thing. Plus, Let's Plays, any videos I want to make, live streams. I'm going to try and make as much shit as I can for this game. I've, there's so much content I want to make. And hopefully, yeah. I end up really liking the game. That'd be great. Because, I mean, we gotta we got to ride this game for the next, year, like, year and a half until we get another Assassin's Creed announced. So That's true. I mean, I'm, I think it's the type of game that will have enough, a lot of lore. But if honestly, if there's a modern day that's decent, the amount of lore discussion and theories we can come up with... Oh, God, so many videos. That'd be, that'd be so fun. So, I, yeah. I really want that. I love, the, I love those discussions. They're a good time. Just having a bunch of people that enjoy the same like lore and story that can just theorize about stuff, it's just a good time. I miss that. Oh, I, I can't wait. Um, so... Gamescom just happened. So mm. much Origins. So much Origins. And we haven't really... I mean, we talked about Origins a lot with Luma, right? But, but it was just kind of general, like, his thoughts on stuff, Nick's thoughts on stuff, you know, yours and mine. But lots of news. Lots of news, man. Gamescom is fucking crazy. The for cinematic trailer and everything like that. And 
mm. a bunch of demos and all these IGN first videos, which by the way have been amazing. Oh yeah, I'm like who's give whoever's idea that was to be like let's just do with IGN like they'll cover it and just a bunch of exclusive videos specific on certain topics. I'm like that's genius. Promote give mm. a pay rise to whoever came up with that idea. Genius. Just like make your game look as good as possible. I don't know if it'll be good or turn out good, but they've suddenly made it look fucking good. They've mm. sold me. Tell you what, I'm ex- dude. I'm excited for Origins, man. I will tell you what, now I'm sitting here like fuck. I can't wait. That's it. I'm really that's excited to play. That makes me happy. Yeah, I know. Can you believe I'm saying this right now? I, I can't. Know, that's why. That's why it makes me so happy because you've always, even though you've been like Origins looks great, you've been like, oh, I mean, I don't even know if I'm gonna play it. No, once I realize I'm like free for justice, I'm like, no, I have to. There's no choice. But there's, <laughs> but, but there's no choice. But yeah. I th- honestly, do you know what sold me? I was watching mm-hmm. the high level gameplay, the ten minutes of high level gameplay. Yeah. Um, from IGN, and I was just like, this, this, this looks fucking sick. Like, I, I, again, I'm, I'm still skeptical about the narrative, right? Like, I don't yeah, know if the narrative will be good. I'm worried about what they did with Syndicate and mainly Syndicate. You say Black Flag as well. Or just in terms of like, even if there's a half decent story there, like the missions are just terrible. So like, mm. they don't even tie in well. Like, the just story missions is boring to play. Whether it be too many tailing missions, just long, tedious nonsense. Like, the Syndicate yeah. just has so much tedious nonsense. There's, but I think they're changing re- that. Aren't re- they? Because... Impossible. Because because they've said like Ashraf said so many times, there's no constraints anymore. Like if you, if it, there's nothing that's gonna say you have to do the stealth thing, and if you fuck up the stealth, then mission failed, or you have to tail this guy, and if you don't like manage that, then it's mission failed. Like because it's like RPG, and there's never any constraints in RPG games, only the odd time. And so if they're taking that approach, it means missions would be way more fun because you can do whatever the fuck you want to do the missions. Plus the things are always active in the world. It's like you know like something like Skyrim when. Like, you don't have to have the quest to end up accidentally completing a quest. Because it's always there in the world. You might stumble across something doing it. It's like, oh shit, it's I like, just accidentally completed a quest. Yeah, it's Horizon or Skyrim. It's mm. the best way to do it. You know, yeah. you don't have to force yourself to sit there and complete the entire story, mission or side mission. Yeah. It's just a way You just active. start and it's great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's genius. I mean, the whole RPG element, like you said, like. I would have argued against it three or four years ago, right? But, like, I'm like, mm. who cares at this point? Just do what you want to do, reinvent it. But once you do this kind of reboot, so let's stick with this. Yeah, let's see yeah. how, what we can do with this. Let's build from this. Let's create a base. And I think this is a great concept base. And I think there's a lot you can do with it. Sure, I want to see social stuff come back in the future installments, sure, right? Like yeah. we talked about last time. But that's kind of the only major gameplay element I feel like is very important that's missing. Everything else is pretty solid. Mm. I think it's... Again, so like I said, the narrative very skeptical on will the missions be fun in ter- with the narrative. I don't know. That that stuff we'll never know until we play it. But I'm as a game, it looks fucking fun as shit. It's a great setting. Gameplay looks fun. Uh, the world looks beautiful, uh, robust. It looks like a great time just to explore. I just love going around kind of like doing collectibles and side activities. That's what I love doing in games. So it, I know it's going to be fun to do. The progression looks fun. All the customization looks great. So seeing the high-level gameplay from how your character starts off and then they just skip to this like ultra high-level mm. game, I'm like, fuck, that looks cool. I want to get to that point, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Something that Jamie just said, I agree with as well, is... Something they did in Horizon Zero Dawn, they fell back on a lot, was following the purple trail with the focus. You'd just be like, highlight track, and you just follow that. And that was a lot of the missions in Horizon. Hopefully they don't have yeah. anything like that. 
um, yeah, it too wasn't much. too bad, but yeah, I it was a lot. Saying. It was a, they it did they did a it lot. Was, it, it, did, was a, it wasn't it too was bad, lot. but you know, there's that. And with regards to social stealth, I mean, we're pretty certain it's not in the game, but we're not. I mean, there's nothing. I don't think that's been confirmed yet. So no, we're not sure. No. I mean, there are scenes where you've seen you can still hide in tall grass and things like that, and the like the same sort of blendy thing, animus thing will go around Bayek and the area he's in. So it could be possible that when you enter a large crowd, the same thing happens, but we don't know because we haven't seen it. So, not sure. But I'm not holding out any hope. I feel like it's not in there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. But there's room for the future and hopefully mm. that it's at least addressed. At the very least, it's imp- it has to be addressed in my opinion. Or else I'll, I'll, be, at least, I'll be, you know, upset about that. Um, mm. But it is what it is. What did you think of the cinematic trailer? I thought it was really nice. I think it was one of the better ones in recent years. Because I think a lot of them have been quite forgettable and boring. But I quite liked that one. Especially the end scene with Bayek fighting all those dudes. It was really fucking cool. It was just a nice just a nice trailer, I think. I, I mean, I did enjoy it. I kind of felt like it was... I mean, I actually really, I found it interesting story-wise because I actually think it was very important to the storyline of the mm. game and how it's kind of going to be structured because it starts off, because it's showing, obviously, we kind of are getting the vibe that these villains are this group, what are they called? The mask group? This mask group? Um, the, uh, the Order of the Ancients? Order of the Ancients, yeah. yeah. Order of the Ancients, yeah. So, I mean, we're all pretty certain they're not Templars, they're actually Juno's cult, right? Or at least some sort of branch of that at mm-hmm. least in my mind yeah, yeah. that's what i'm suspecting them to be especially because they're kind of like a bluish mask as well it just seems like some sort of juno cult Ancient, and yeah. but but you see the influence through egyptian culture through pharaohs and the building of the pyramids and then it kind of skips through to cleopatra's time and the time of origins and the fact that these cult are still around and still controlling the pharaohs mm. of egypt so it's like I'm interested to see, and I kind of it kind of feels like a unity kind of thing at least, where there's going to be a segment where it's early years before, you know, even hundreds of years before. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah, yeah. Where there's like at the start of unity, there was that flashback uh, to the 1300s, the medieval times yeah, with, with awesome. the Templars, the Knights Templar. That's what I kind of got the vibe from, um, a way to explain uh, the fact that these, uh, the Order of the Ancients, are around, and that could be the Darius parts or something like that uh, where you get maybe it's an hour long maybe it's longer maybe it's shorter but there's a segment of the game that uh yeah, that it's kind sense. of like the the prologue to to origins of the storyline i think that probably makes the most sense especially because they're obviously trying to communicate the fact that these order of the ancients have been influencing egyptian politics and culture for hundreds of years almost thousands of years actually you know hmm yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, because they could they're easily... even mum- they're even the ones mummifying the mm, um, true the pharaoh in in the trailer, and then it flashes forward and shows the pyramids get built, and then Cleopatra's there looking at a map of it. Yeah, that's it's true. Like... And I mean, with the with the with the fact that we think they've been around for a while, you could have the introduction section or whatever be with Darius that could introduce what's going on, and then you could have a huge link between Darius to Bayek. A lot of what Bayek does could be influenced by things he finds relating to. Darius, so interesting, yeah, that's interesting. But it also gives uh, you've also got obviously the Juno events, so that mm. might not even be modern day. That could actually be set at the time, or kind of give you some vibe of the orders in the not order, yeah, order of the ancients kind of influence 
yeah, the Egyptian possible. culture as well. Another thing actually that I want to bring up that I don't know if you've seen is there's a certain gameplay where Bayek goes into a pyramid, into a tomb, and he enters this one room and dialogue comes up and he says something like, this is where my quest began or my journey began or something like that in this like tomb area. And there's like this uh, piece on of a table and he goes over to it, but you can't interact with it. It says not available for the demo. So I don't know what that's all about, but it seems it's possible that my theory was correct that I said Bayek for some reason goes into some temple, interacts with like a piece of Eden or first sieve that sends him on his journey. And it seems that's what they're doing. So I think I was, I think I was correct with that. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That I'd like makes, to see I mean, what that's makes, all about, though. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, honestly, that's what we talked about, you know, when it was called Empire, right? Like, long before the game was announced. It's like, well, people yeah. arguing, no, it'll be in Japan or something. It's like, no, it won't. And people ask, why, do, why are we both so sure it's in Egypt? And, like, in a lot of ways, it's being set up that way for years that this is an important setting to have. Mm. And it's just the right time for this setting. Uh, in all sense of the word, with the sage stuff, Desmond Sun stuff, the Juno stuff, and mm. and the Ankh and all these parts of it, it makes sense for what Juno's trying to do. That that's a place you'd want to go to with the Ankh, especially as a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know who, obviously, Consus and what he did, the creator of the Pieces of Eden, and you know, putting himself into a shroud, and you know, it's just so many things that just make sense to set up. Um, Mm. just you know kind of just set up where the where the games are going or at least where a great story could be and i think i'm not surprised seeing you know the build-up to this game the order of the ancients this this juno looking it looks like a juno cult actually Mm. being the center not the knights templar right yeah true there's a lot of parallels too between the modern day because you know you've got the order of the ancients that's manipulating ptolemy the 13th and that seems to me similar to the instruments of the first will who's somewhat manipulating desmond's son who's a sage, is it possible that, uh, two things, is it possible that Ptolemy could be a sage, or is it possible that... I doubt it, I doubt that, yeah. I yeah, that's why, so. I, I'm not a huge, I'm, I'm not super into that, but it's, it's still a thing, I'm like, it could be possible. But the other thing yeah. is, is it possible that, I mean, there's still a possibility the modern day we could be playing as Desmond's son, there's a possibility that we're not, but... If Desmond's like, because because there's parallels there, could Desmond some pick up on that and be like, oh, these people are controlling this kid. It's kind of like these guys controlling me, and that could fuel the struggle in his like allegiances somewhat. I mean, I honestly think the str- the struggle of his allegiances will just be seeing assassins work. You know what I mean? I think he's just going to see another perspective. You know what I mean? The 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 best way to learn about or to understand or respect another perspective is to be confronted by it unavoidably, unequivocally, and to have to live an assassin's memories and you're related to them and to see how he built it and to see this sort of personal journey that builds a theology. Mm-hmm. That in itself is quite confronting for somebody. And it will be hard to me for Juno to be able to explain that off. Mm, true. It's like what he tri- like what Juno tried to do when she talked about Desmond in Syndicate, saying how Desmond like understood that I was right, etc. Trying to like manipulate kind of events to like suit her own sort of agenda. And I don't know who the fuck she was talking to. I guess just the initiate, but it was just you know again her trying to change the way things worked. And Jamie said we've seen Ptolemy's eyes, and it's that's no longer a giveaway of a sage either because they've True. sages don't always have heterochromia or that other one. Um uh, that was kind of only talked about though because old mate um Jacques de Malay, we mm. know what his eye colour is. 
uh, in history. So whereas it had to it's, it. yeah. Whereas it, this, it's this is so far back, we don't know that for sure. Actually, so they don't really need to deal with that sort of nonsense anymore. You know, they can just be like, no, their eyes are different because that's what what they are. But if we can, can be, do but, that, but it's confirmed now that then they don't have to, so they don't have to necessarily. And I mean, yeah, Desmond, I don't, Desmond I don't Sun, think so. Desmond's son doesn't have heterochromia. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, he does. I yeah, he Google does. All this shit. Because even the comic book, you look at his eyes and they're different. I'm going to check. Just make sure. Yeah. Oh, it's not you're very... right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. One's brown, the other one's blue. Blue, yeah. I was going to say, it's like, it's not like a blue and a green. It's like one's dark. We had a really dark, like a brown eye. They're all the other one... videos when I search Desmond's son. Really? Yeah. So many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious. But then again, you're also on your channel and it recommends that stuff as well. Oh, no, I just mean on Google. I'm just searching on Google. Just on Google Images. That's, oh, really? oh, really? That's actually hilarious. Your videos first, then mine. Then you got, uh, is that BPR? Or is that Ethan? Oh, shit. I can't tell. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell. Yeah, when I, on YouTube, like, they're all like yours. BPRs, my, a lot of mine. A lot of more of yours. Some random people I've never heard of, Ethan. Yeah, hilarious. George's as well. Mm-hmm. The Desmond the dog video from Syndicate. God, that's just a pure that that one scene is just a pure reason why Syndicate's a pile of shit. Which scene? The dog, Desmond the dog. Oh, yeah, Desmond oh. the dog. Oh my god, that in itself is just enough for me to go. Yeah, cool story, Syndicate. Cool story, bro. Get the fuck out of my face. Desmond the I dog. will slap. The sh- I'll slap the shit out of Desmond the dog. Fuck that dog. And all of a sudden, like, Rebecca and Sean become little, like, fucking pussies for some reason. It's like, the, <sighs> it's weird. The characters are really different in Syndicate to how they would be when you interacted with them in, like, 2 or Brotherhood. It's like they were very realistic, but all of a sudden in Syndicate, they're, like, just kind of your typical watchdogs characters sort of thing. Hope they don't yeah. go that route with the modern day. That'd be disappointing. Yeah, well, you know... I don't know. I don't know, man. I just... I don't really care about Sean and Rebecca that much, as much as you do. I, like I don't them. care they're if they're... sweet lads. It's hard. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I don't hate them, but, I, you know, if they were never in a game again, I also wouldn't care. If I mean, they're there, I'm like, cool. I mean, I, I, I like them, though. I mean... I like... Well, I like them in Assassin's Creed too. I like them in Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, but I don't need them anymore. I've seen enough of them. They've added nothing to all the other games. I mean, yeah, but they could add stuff again nah fuck them they can't just abandon them though i mean they don't have to be central sure, characters sure but sure they can they've been nah, in every be other story they've been in every other storyline in the modern day i don't care they can do whatever nah, i'm not sean and rebecca let's keep sean and rebecca bishop's not uh, in origins uh project phoenix bro <laughs> uh but the pre but the precursor box though uh, 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 but Desmond's son, though. Oh wait, all in comics. When you said they Project don't... Phoenix, it just reminds me of that secret cutscene we got when um, Otto Berg is like, "What are you? What are you doing in this lab?" And then um, Grammatica's just like, "Project Phoenix, Master Berg," and it's like, "Well, that doesn't mean anything. You're just saying things." Yeah. Okay. It's like, well, there it is. There it is. Oh God. We had some hysterical. We've had some fucking yeah. bullshit. But Origins, let's hope, is the turnaround moment. Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, they've got some concept art, some Templar. Yeah, what was men. that? 
I don't was really that? know. It was a dude, uh, when he was queuing to play the game at Gamescom, there was the Dawn of the Creed edition on display, and the, the art book was open on a page where you could see an Abstergo guy. It was like a guy in armor with the fucking, like his weird flappy robes and shit with a gun, and on his helmet had an Abstergo symbol. Um, and that was that. Thanks for the concept art. I know it's history and it's not a spoiler, but for sure don't spoil in the comments right now that Ptolemy the 13th will die and his brother the 14th will take over so he can't be a sage, I guess. Okay, thanks, bro. Thanks. He could still be a sage. Um, maybe. I don't think he is, man. I think you need to let this go. This is like me saying subjects he needs to say. Look, Al-Mualim is a sage and I'm never going to let that one go. Okay, that's not true. That's no, even more ridiculous. You never see, you never see his other eye. He's always been blind since Altair was a kid. In that eye, but they haven't. Re- they hadn't even invented sages then, man. He's I not know, a sage. But you can retcon it, and I'm retconning it as my headcanon. He's a sage. Okay. Plus, he he turned on both assassins and templars in favor of the apple. That's very sage-like. Uh huh. Yep, sure. Yeah, bro. he's a sage. He's a fucking sage. No, he's... I wouldn't be surprised no, if they retcon it in a comic that Armolin was a sage. Because they could do it. No. The pieces are there. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Just do it. No, no, that's Subject not true. Subject 16's also a sage. <sighs> Mate, all I know is Subject 16 was an instrument of the first will. I know that. That's a fact. I proved it. What more do you want? I think he was. Yeah, that's true. I proved it. Doesn't mean he's a sage, but yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. Darby wrote Darby wrote the instruments of the first will in, right? And he wrote. No, he didn't write nah, the first. That did was he? Jeffrey O'Harlem. Fuck. Who wrote Syndicate? And he also wrote yeah. the Brotherhood Truth. Okay. And Death yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. What's up with this Eve shit? <laughs> no one knows. Yeah, that still makes no sense. Find Eve, the key, her DNA. What does that? Even, what the fuck does that mean? Find um, Eve, I can't. Still never. Stop. Son, I will stop saying that. I can't son. deal with it. I, okay, I can't deal with this anymore. What about um? What about Juno's little little thing at the end of Brotherhood when Desmond's all knocked out and unconscious, and she's fucking rambling on about only one will accompany you through the gate. She lies not within our sight. Is that shit yeah. about man? The fuck's that shit about? just do it why not might as well remember when like assassin's creed was just like we don't even know like before revelations came out and it went it's like we but we don't know anything like we didn't know anything now we kind of just know everything and I'm mean, like oh, it wasn't even it wasn't even that good the thing is we know everything that we don't want to know that's the thing though like we don't there's there's some things that are still really interest it well what interesting that um we, d- we don't know, and they're probably never going to tell us because they don't know. Like, with the stuff with Juno and Subject 16's, like, the truth and everything and, like, fucking just a bunch of, like, bullshit that they never really explained and probably won't ever explain. I did a video on, like, who Eve was, and I felt mm. like I knew. Like, I was pretty confident on it, but I don't even remember what I said in the video. I have no memory of the video. Oh. Who was Eve? I don't know. It was, like... It involved, um, what's her name? Fucking modern day assassin. Galena. Galena. It has something to do with her, but I don't know I if I said it. I think that's confirmed that she is a descendant of Eve. I think that is a confirmed thing, actually. This just was confirmed right. somewhere in the expanded universe. Okay. I see. I, the thing is, man, like, I don't remember what I said in the video. I can't even remember the context of the video. That's really strange. I've done, I don't know. Yeah. You know, we've done hundreds and hundreds of videos. 
I don't remember them all. Hmm. I've I've kind of like I haven't talked about the precursor box. Like how many precursor boxes videos have I done? Like I'm the maestro of the precursor box. Oh, they but, ruin the precursor box. Yeah, I've yeah. I just I don't even I dude I don't even know what I my theories were of the precursor box anymore. I used to love doing theories. I made so many theory videos. I just used to love it because it was I was so into it. Yeah, same. It's like my only main series was the truth. Hopefully they'll bring some more lore in with Origins and we can just speculate. Yeah. I feel like I want to go back to all my Empire videos, retitle them Origins and change the thumbnails over just to get views. (laughs) I thought of doing that, but I was like, no, I made too many. Way too many. I want that pre that that Empire Precursor Box video deserved so much more. If the other two videos got over a hundred thousand views, that video deserved way more. Mm. It only got like it only got six thousand views, man. I'm like, fuck you. That's really not that's good. like that's my of the three box videos, that's by far the best one. Mm. And I got fuck all views. Yeah. That's a that shame. Me up. Um it Gamescom, what else was there? There's so many videos that came out. Was there well, I mean, there's a lot of people who got to play the game and had loads of gameplay from it. So it was a bunch of shit. We got to see, like, outfits and customization oh, the, and UI. His and wife? Fire Oh, wife? Aya, yeah. It's interesting. What's her story? What's her shit? I don't think we know much. I just think we know she's she's Bike's wife and she's a large supporter of Cleopatra. That's all we know, I think, so far. I, I got a question because Cleopatra and Caesar were buddies. They were. Um,. And there's screenshots of Bayek helping Caesar, right? Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. But but only a few years later, an assassin by the name of Brutus assassinated Caesar. Mm-hmm. And Aminet, then 19 years later, assassinated Cleopatra as well. Yeah, like, what? what's up with that? What's going on? I mean, uh, could be a scenario in which... I mean, Bayek... I mean, I think his main, I think, I think that could, that could be something that founds the, the foundations of the assassin order is that he helps these people to take back Egypt from Ptolemy, who's being manipulated by this ancient order and his enemy is the ancient order. And then he's like, now I've helped these people get into power. He realizes these people are doing similar things in a different way because I mean, we know that Caesar was a Templar or whatever Templars were back then. So it's possible that then you know, then he's like, well, shit, people are always going to be like this, like, you know, and that's why Caesar gets assassinated, and I'd say they, they don't necessarily turn on him, but when they get into power, their ideologies are that of something Bayek disagrees with and was fighting to stop the entire time, so that could cause a change of allegiance. But what is happening with your mic right now? What is happening with my mic? Sounds like a like a just like a really loud blowing noise. Oh, that's um, my heater. It's my heater fan. Is that it too sounds, loud? It's fine Should when I... you're talking. It's just when you're quiet. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, it does that. Um, yeah, sorry. I it just because it kind of I've got it on a cycle, so it turns off and on. It just turned back on randomly. Okay. Um, because <laughs> it's too hot. Because yeah, it, it, it doesn't have it. It doesn't have a temperature gauge, uh-huh. um, so like it just stays at the same temperature, but it's too hot. So I don't want to have it on constantly, so I can't have it on a cycle. Okay. <laughs> Tyler noticed me, Tyler, my boss. I need attention. I'm a big fan. You're my god, ladies and gentlemen. You saw Nick. If I'm gonna screenshot that just in case we ever do do a multiplayer battle. 
um, we probably won't, but just in case we do, I want to have that as evidence. <laughs> uh, just to say that he called me a god, his god particularly. Classic. Um, Tyler swallowing his mic. Thanks, thanks, Ethan. Um, no, Classic. yeah, it's just a fucking god, stupid. The fuck were we talking about? Oh, Caesar gets assassinated. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? Um, Brutus will make an appearance in this game. Well, we had a Q and A yesterday with Ashraf Ismail and Maxime Durand um, for game, uh, not Gamescom, PAX. Um, and he, the, the dude that was interviewing asked, it was a fan question: Will we get like, will we get to see other uh, like playable characters that we know from that time and stuff like that? And he he brought up with people like Brutus. And wh- I mean, this is the smallest thing to go on, but when he said it, Ashraf had a bit of a smile. And then they kind of went on by saying, you know, oh, we've got these characters, etc. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens on October 27th. So, that's all we know so far, I think. So, I feel Brutus will appear at some point. Whether we play as him, I don't know. But I think he'll, I think he'll be in the game. Yeah, that'll be actually really fucking cool. I mean, I just, I don't want them all to be in the game, right? Because I feel like there's sequels there. I don't, I don't want I to believe don't... that it's going to move on. I want sequels of this time. <laughs> I, I, I want, want sequels, sequels of this too, but I don't think we're going to get them. <laughs> or we'll get a sequel yeah. with Amionette, who I am theorizing to be Bayek's daughter. Are you? Yeah, Interesting. Bit. Because Int- you know when the game's set in 49 BCE for the majority of what we've seen. Sure. Uh, 19 years after that is when Amunet assassinates Cleopatra, so it's very possible that in that time period they have a daughter. Interesting. Very, very interesting. And that would the, actually and be very cool. Can we play as her? I'd be up with that. I'd be very up for that. Like if we're an if we're in an animus, right? Um, as well. Obviously, if he has a kid, we're gonna have to then follow that kid. But it could be that he has two kids or something, so that we can still stay with Bayek, even though we we've seen him have a, have his first kid, because that's not the kid that links to the descendant we're playing as. And then the next game somehow plays her. I don't fucking know what I'm talking about at this point. It's just rough theories, but I, I do. Some a part of me does think that Amunet is going to be Bayek and Aya's daughter. Is it just the timeline that makes you think? Feels right because I mean I think Amunet was relatively young. I mean from the statue anyway, she doesn't look like she's you know that old. Old, yeah. So I think sure. it's very possible. So. Uh, so Caesar dies in 44 BCE. That's not far at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting, right? I mean, we know that. I mean, there was there was a hoodie that came out that had there was the T-shirt that said 49 BCE, and then there was a hoodie that said 52 BCE. So we know the game doesn't start in 49, but will be far as back as 52, which is obviously three years. There's three years there. So whether 52 is the earliest or whatever, and it could lead through to 44, which is, I think, plenty of time for a man of Bayek's age. That's six years. Um, you know, It's possible. Yeah. So who uh, knows? And that would lead perfectly into, you know, yeah, let's have a sequel with Amunet, because... Sure. Who knows? Girl power. What? <laughs> gives Ubisoft a reason to have a game with a female and if it's done in that way it'd probably be done pretty fucking well so well I mean if there's anyone that's terrible at making games with diversity it's Ubisoft oh. let's leave it to professional writers I don't know Naughty Dog to do it Gorilla yeah, let Naughty do- yeah exactly well I'm all for diversity in games just don't fuck it up mm. I'd be just up for having it- Aminette 
That would be something I'd yeah. be into. That'd be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't care who who the main character is, as long as it's good and fun mm. and interesting. I'm you all for it. Now a controllable snake. Bayek the Medici. Oh God, Bayek the Medici, fucking BPR <laughs> in their Perijednon. <laughs> Have you seen all this? No. BPR. There's. I've. So I made a video on my on my for my second channel, uh, in which I did top five hiding spots but every time an assassin hides bpr names locations in assassin's creed origins <laughs> and he, he he does this video where he's talking about the map because the whole map got revealed and he reads out all these egyptian names and he can't pronounce any of them and it's so <laughs> funny it's so funny he says so stuff so weird it's amazing i love it and at one point he says um he has this line and he says you can um you can use animals to your advantage he says something like lions and tigers and even fish. You can use them as weapons of mass destruction or something like that. And it's so funny. Just the way he phrases it is fucking incredible. I love it it's so, so much. Is that oh, the real BPR. BPR in the chat? BPR, I fucking love oh, it's you, the BPR. real That's BPR. So... You've, you're a fucking legend, man. You come up with the best fucking memes. They're difficult. <laughs> yeah, but do a bit of research. Uh, you, to be fair, you stumbled over green mountains, so I mean, you can't talk. <laughs> uh, oh, I love oh the my. memes. Oh, that's so fucking funny. Where would we be without BPR to create the memes? Nowhere. I don't know. Just, just with Ethan. Simply just with Ethan. <laughs> oh God, great! It's great. Oh god, what else? So what else happened with Origins? So we, obviously we've got Aya, we've got stuff with Bayek. Um... Lo I, lo I just love randomly how people just join in the podcast and they don't know what's going on. Like this person, uh, Man Proman, Connor's the best, okay. is like the best character in the AC series. You're just a faggot. Kill yourself You said it, better. you fucking said it. I read it. I didn't say it. You did say it out loud. I'm gonna take that out of context. Okay. Okay. Thanks. I'm gonna much. do. I'm gonna do top five hiding spots. But every time an assassin hides, Tyler says faggot. Don't. I will be fucking furious. I would be furious. I would. I would. I would slap the shit out of you. Okay. I don't. How dare you take context? I'd be fucking furious with you. <laughs> oh god, I'd be so mad. Oh god. Classic. Um, you, you, fuck, you piece of shit. You fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, but he's this random person. Um, insulting the podcast, and they're just like, all, oh, all yeah. they see is kill Connor and they subscribe to you, James. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, you disgust me with your thick Australian slob. Oh, I love Rory Davis. He's, but he says it like four times. I'm like, what do you... No, I, don't I don't even understand what you mean. What's my thick Australian slob? Nothing. It probably what means... Is, no, you... I don't think it means anything. <laughs> I think he's just trying to yeah, be mean. Yeah, Kizek's here. What's up, Kizek? Welcome. I talked to you this morning. Oh, it's been a long day. Yeah, I um, last night. Uh, <laughs> can we have a Tyler versus James fight? I would... Love that and pay for it. No, that's oh, incredibly unfair. That is incredibly unfair. I would kill him. That'd be awful. You probably would kill me. Like, I'd die. Yeah, you would actually die. I would die. It'd be a mistake, and I'd die. Because you're like, oh, shit. 
Oh god, it would be so easy. That'd be awful. I could be if there was twelve of you, I could kick the shit out of all twelve of you at once. Oh no. Like I'm just very confident in that. It's just like there's like if there was like 15 10 year olds I'd fuck them all up like there's no chance they could not beat me there's zero chance they could jump on you and tie you down no well, no they wouldn't I would fuck them up the first one that came at me would be killed and they'd all learn their fucking lesson and back off that's true yeah what the fuck are we talking about yeah this is bizarre what are we talking uh, about I don't know Bayek is the killer of Caesar no he's not that's 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 Brutus <laughs> No, research. no, that's that, that's a common romanticized version. <laughs> oh. Shut up. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is uh, yeah, that is what he's written down, but uh, it's 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 a bit romantic in my opinion. I don't care what your fucking opinion is. Patrice Desley wrote that in, you son of a bitch. You fucking respect that shit. Cunt. <laughs> fucking I saw a fucking um <laughs> see him doing that too that's the funny thing i can see him doing that <laughs> the fucking creative director the other day put out a tweet saying like because it was the 10 year anniversary and everything thanking patrice and everything and i was like that's a nice tweet i can imagine patrice sitting there just furious that he even used his name but um you know patrice is a sweet kid and i'll always love him yeah i mean for sure patrice like reply to a tweet or something or even just tweet once that'd be great <laughs> Uh, I followed him for like two months. He didn't tweet once. So I just unfollowed him. I'm like, you're a waste of my followers. He follows well, you're me. You're a waste of my following sets. Does he? Mm. But he never replied to you. No. He replies to my tweets. He just, just... Follow... He just... just didn't reply to my DMs. What did he reply to your tweets with? I don't know. Something. It's just like I tweeted him with something and he just replied with something. I don't remember. Uh, Okay. Okay, well, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Fucking Patrice, come on the podcast, you fuck. Oh, that'd be good, especially for the 10-year anniversary of Assassin's Creed. I'm going to mess but, with again. Okay, yeah, I guess so, but it'd, it'd probably pretty, you know, I don't know. Um, I'll offer him $5. I just feel like it'd be a pretty soft spot for him. Uh, no, nah, he talks about Assassin's Creed all the time. Plus, we wouldn't just talk about Assassin's Creed. Yeah, we would. I don't give a fuck about anything else he's doing. I want to talk about his game. I'm interested nah, in it. No, fuck this game. It looks shit. Oh, it looks stupid. What? Get nah, it looks at... cool. It looks interesting. It's a, Look, it's he made fucking... Sands of Time. He made Assassin's Creed. I will see what this game's like. He he, he made fucking Zorro with a pet bird in Venice. That didn't and come it looks out, shit. It was Amsterdam. Is it Amsterdam? Okay, uh, Yeah, know. that's Just... the name of the game was Amsterdam 1666. Oh, that sounds fucking awful. Yeah, I'd rather fucking kill him. I'd rather yeah, fucking it, it, kill it myself. Didn't look, it didn't look amazing. But, I mean, it was only... It was so early on, and then it got cancelled. So, I mean, we can't really judge it. I love Patrice. Nah, bro. Just He's get passionate on about what he does. I love him. <sighs> yeah, well... Kid. Okay. His game, Eagle Flight. What are you talking about? Patrice didn't... What? I don't know what you're talking about. Kill all Australians. Okay. Death to America. Well, that's a bit aggressive, Nathan Metcalf. Um, get him to react nice. to one of Tyler's stories. Well, I mean, Patrice. I don't think he gives a fuck about it. He's like, uh, he's like, why is this random? I was asked to go on this podcast about Assassin's Creed, and this random Australian just started talking about fucking chicks and sucking dick. It was very weird. Like, I don't understand <laughs> what's going on. Like, that's what he was talking about. 
he kept calling me, he kept calling me a dick diver. I'm not really sure what was going on. Classic. That's what it would be. Jamie said That's apparently uh, Ubisoft is announcing something on September the fifth. Where did you read this? Yeah, they did. Um, Ignore just that. Out. I was wrong. No, Ubisoft Montreal did tweet that. Don't miss the biggest announcement from Ubisoft in Quebec in 20 years. Tuesday, September 5th at 8.45am. It's a date. Biggest announcement from Ubisoft Quebec in 20 years. Yes, that's what Ubisoft the Montreal tweeted. biggest announcement in 20 years. Yeah, Ethan just retweeted it. I can't wait. I'm excited. I can't. I certainly can. I'm really Sounds looking ridiculous. forward to it. I wonder what that's going to be. It's not going to be Assassin's Creed for sure. No way can it be if it's the biggest announcement in 20 years. Oh, I mean, it's probably just going to be something super shit. You think so? Yeah, we're going to we're going to do this charity event. I'm like, mm. I don't give a fuck. No, nah, I don't think they I don't think, I don't think they'd um I'm a terrible person. I'm just <laughs> like, oh, we're going to do a charity event and I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's interesting. I'm interested to see what that's going to be about. It's only two days as well, so that's all right. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I just don't expect anything. It just sounds, yeah. You don't expect anything, but they've said something. It, I don't even think it'll be about a game, to be honest. It'll be about the company. You know what I mean? Oh, <gasps> Vivendi! Vivendi is taking <laughs> over. Wouldn't that be hilarious? That'd be amazing. Would it, though? I don't know. Maybe. Yes. Sure. Yes, it would. Okay. All right. Then I can deal with different PR people and everything's all right. As long as I get rid of everyone. So if you, and, and you delete your out. Twitter account. Yes. You restart the Twitter account. My new one will Maybe. be Vivendi HD. <laughs> At Fan. The lasers, lasers Vivendi HD. Yes. Lasers underscore Vivendi underscore HD. Yes. I have in my picture. Where do I have my pictures? Um, I felt like I had the. I think it was. Was it Brett that had the we have Vivendi pictures? Yes, Brett made them for April Fool's Day. I'm trying to remember where I put them because they're on my computer, like ready to go. Oh, they're they're on my Skype somewhere. I remember that at least. I didn't download it somewhere. I just can't remember where. KCC forty nine. Here they are. Under as always stuff? No, I can't find them. I've got them. Um, let me just let me just throw these somewhere. Um, in I mean, they're hilarious. Like I, I throw th- them in the I, KCC folder. Yeah, I thought it was hysterical, but where the fuck did I put them? That's annoying. That's annoying. To put them in. No, there we go. No, I can't. Got him. Um, Where are they? I've, I'm right here. Hang on. Oh. Google Drive? No, they're just no, they're just. In, I've just sent them to you. Skype. Okay. I had them somewhere on my computer. That's bizarre. Oh, that might be the that's wrong. So... That might be the wrong. We are Vivendi. The... Oh no, they're all right. They're all right. They're all right. Yeah, that's actually hilarious. I don't know why that. That's so hysterical. I, I threw it up on on stream so everyone could see it. <sighs> so fucked up, but. We are Vivendi since 2017. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it so much. It's great. Uh, right. 
any more stuff from Gamescom? What other demo? I feel like some demos came out. There was some story. We saw some story missions. <clears> we saw some Cleopatra. Um, a bit of Alexandria. Like we just saw a lot of the game. We've seen a lot of the game and the map and the world and everything. We have, I suppose, but I think relatively we haven't seen that much. We've seen yeah. Memphis and we've seen the Fayum, but we haven't seen anything else. There's so many other areas. We haven't seen any gameplay of the Nile, Alexandria, Cyrene. Uh, we've seen Alexandria. They showed Alexandria. We haven't seen gameplay in Alexandria, though. We've, we've only seen, like, little bits here and there in trailers and stuff. Sure. But we haven't seen, like, it in action and what it's gonna actually going to feel like, so. I mean, it looks great. It looks Everything like the... Looks probably, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Everything does look great in regards to this game, but we'll see mm. we'll see sure i'm not sure if there's anything else we've seen from gamescom um new stuff anyway it's obviously memphis and that's about it i think um they haven't really talked about any specifically new information obviously we got that modern day stuff and we've talked about that um which is obviously just concept art and it's like i mean there'll probably be an archetype of abstergo agent or something i mean i like i said this in a video um with regards to the modern day i'd love if they took the modern day in an uncharted style direction of how the modern day goes sort of treasure hunting like but using the animus so you go for these pieces of it and you go into tombs very i think brotherhood was very much like that sort of uncharted feel because you had the banter between the yeah. characters you went to all these like ancient sites and stuff and free yeah running. it was linear yeah, yeah. all you needed in there was a bit more of it and a bit maybe a little bit of combat and some stealth could go in there as well to make it feel like its own experience and then i think brotherhood was the closest they've gotten to a perfect modern day because i don't think assassin's creed 3 was i think that was going in the wrong direction for the modern day i don't think they knew what they were quite doing like what the modern day was meant to be i think brotherhood was the perfect balance so yeah that's the game to look at i think I th yeah i think yeah yeah i agree i do agree it's just it's so hard with Assassin's Creed in the modern day to be honest in terms of balancing it because I don't like getting pulled out of an experience in the ancestor storyline. I don't like being forced at certain sections of the story where I'm like I really want to know what's next with this part of the story. They they need to be better at giving a real story reason to that I want to lead the animus because in the context of the ancestor mm. storyline I'm like shit we need to do something in the modern day. Right, because I never have felt like when they pull me out, it's been justified. It's just been, oh, it's just this point of the story where we need a beat to do this kind of quick modern day mission that has no real relevance to what you're doing in the Animus right now. Yeah, but just because Brotherhood did that it annoys well. me. They did. To, Black Flag did it horrendously. Oh no. Yeah, just... yeah that's bad. Assassin's Creed Two was all right for the most part because um, it wasn't that much you only got pulled out like halfway through the game and that was it and then the beginning and the end and that, that was the same yeah. with Brotherhood you got the, the Brotherhood did it better for me because you have all the sections at the beginning and have that mixed with Ezio and then you get Ezio's story for as long as you want you can play through the whole of Ezio's story until the next piece of when you need to come out the Animus is the very ending but you can come out whenever you want for these optional yeah, little exactly. bits of lore and talking to the characters and it feels like that modern day area is sort of alive. You have that hub you can explore and there's optional things there. But the main things are at the beginning and at the end. And I think that was done I think that was done really well. That's why Brotherhood's the best game, man. Oh, Brotherhood's you need fantastic. To accept it. You need to accept it. I do love Brotherhood a lot. Yeah, I know. I know you do. And one day you'll admit it. You'll admit it's the best one. <laughs> nah, two is the best one. Oh, it's definitely not though, is it? Two is so special to me. I can't, I can't, I can't forget that. 
it'll never be Brotherhood. Yeah, no. but, but Brotherhood and Two are so yeah. close together. Yeah, they're the two best ones. Oh, I mean, there's no doubt so about that. Good. Yeah, there's hell. no doubt about that. Okay, moving on from Assassin's Creed, we ready? Yes, sure. Okay, so you want to move on to Uncharted? Yes, I do. That's exactly what I wanted to do. Nice. Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. James, without I don't want to give spoilers away or anything. Okay. Um, at least major major spoilers. I don't want to give away. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's very important for people to be able to have their own experience and really understand it. And I, I beat it last night, and um, I've had some time to reflect on it and not kind of do the quick knee-jerk reaction and really just reflect and, and kind of have a bit of a balanced view on what I think of it. Mm-hmm. But overall, so Uncharted The Lost Legacy being the first game without Nathan Drake as the main character, we've got Chloe, mm-hmm. um, who's our main protagonist for this game. Uh, and the kind of co-star is Nadine from Uncharted 4, who was like mm-hmm. the one of the villains who I wasn't really a fan of in Uncharted 4, to be honest. Um, and you've got this storyline essentially kind of throws you in the midst of it and you kind of just they kind of explain it as you go they treat you with respect certainly but overall what did you think of uncharted the lost legacy i thought it was fucking amazing it's yeah i just think naughty dog just just they just they just keep out doing themselves they're so good at writing stories and writing characters and like i talked to you about it with uh, Chloe was a character I already really liked, but they made me like her even more. They gave her so many layers and so much depth, and like you learned about her past and stuff throughout the game, and like there's so much to her that you get to learn, and it's so good playing through it, getting these different pieces, and you see like not just this sort of cocky side to her, you also get the emotional side and things like that, and that was really great. And then with someone like Nadine, who, like you said, in Uncharted 4, I wasn't a huge fan of her character. Like she was, She wasn't a bad character, but she was never like... A character that was like, oh yeah, Nadine, I love Nadine. She was just sort of there. Um, but they somehow made me love her as a character. I thought she was great. Her development's really cool. And the relationship between Chloe and Nadine really is a great like duo, a great partnering there that works really well, I think. And they play off of each other quite well and allow the story to flow. And I think that's really good. And it's one of the things where I'm like, I really would like to see another game with both of them together because I think that they work really well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I think there's some flaws in it, but I think it's a near flawless game. It's very tight, very mm-hmm. polished. But the, the reality is it, it, it is a glorified DLC, right? Because it, it was supposed to be DLC for Uncharted 4. Then it yeah, became sure. this big thing. It's a, it took me only six and a half hours of game time to finish the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's not long. It's not a long Uncharted game. It's probably like a third of the length of a normal Uncharted game, like 40% of an Uncharted game. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and it feels like that, to be honest, because I... It felt very familiar, structurally, as a storyline to, every, you know, every Uncharted. If you like Uncharted, you're going to love Lost Legacy. It's fucking awesome. I loved it. Mm. Um, I really did love it. And like you said, I agree with you completely on the Chloe side. I already liked it. I loved it more. It was really refreshing for me to actually play as a fucking Australian character for mm. once in, like, a major video game title. It was just nice. Mm. Um, and... To get her backstory to understand her more, there was some great writing there. And Nadine was good. Like, I didn't like her at all in Uncharted 4. I thought she was the worst of all the characters. Um, 
but I really liked her in this. I didn't love her in this, but I, like I liked her a lot in this. Um, mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot of development in comparison to Chloe, which obviously Chloe is very clearly the main character out of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they they could have done more with her. I was kind of unsure at moments, but I think overall she was really good, and I believe I thought their relationship was really believable. I laughed a lot, which is kind of what I missed. Mm, uh, since yeah, I finished yeah. playing the Uncharted games last year when I played them all. I've missed playing a game where I've seen they're laughing at yeah, the there characters. Was a, there was a lot of those moments in Lost Legacy, actually. But they, it's just like, but it's well. like, but they're not just laughing like, oh, that's funny. It's like, not like watching a Marvel movie where you're laughing at the comedy. You're laughing because it's just like, oh, that's just so real. It's such a funny, real character moment that they're having right now mm, together that I yeah. believe would really happen. It's just, you know, it's like you're hanging out with your mates and someone just makes kind of an inside joke in the way they interact. It's just kind of really nice, like, uplifting, lighthearted, laughing moments just in amongst the chaos and the mystery of Uncharted. Um, There's a surprise character that's in the game as well. I don't want to spoil who's in it, um, who's not marketed. And I thought they were a great addition. I was so happy they were Mm. in the game. And uh, they were, they're already a funny character. So I was really glad they were in it. I had I I actually felt like they narratively speaking they made me think for a, they made me doubt Naughty Dog for a minute because they set up a reveal like they kept talking about a certain character and I thought it was they were obviously setting up to be a certain person and then they actually flipped the script and it turns out and you could tell they did it on purpose because mm. I, I was I was actively thinking about um about about it like oh yeah. i feel like this stuff is too obvious i think you know what i'm talking about yeah and then about. like right before they reveal who it really is they actually tell you they kind of throw it in your face that no this can't be the person and i'm like oh okay mm. and then they give you that surprise i'm like wow they actually made me think they were being obvious on purpose so that they could give me a little bit more of that kick up the ass mm. um, yeah it was good and it's I, nice to see them not try to rely too heavily on certain things that i mean would immediately make them their game sort of i don't know i don't want to spoil it's difficult to try not spoiling stereotypical stock standard predictable um yeah yeah. they tried they made it look like they were being predictable and then weren't predictable is the best Mm -hmm. way to describe it um but it it dude it felt like you came into it 60 percent of the way through an uncharted game and you just started playing the last 40% of the game. You know yeah, what I mean? they did talk a lot about things that happened prior to when you started, because it feels like you're I... in that kind of final third of the game after you've done all your building up, all your researching, all of your sort of discovering you've things. Done... Like, okay, here's yeah. actually going for the thing we're looking for, and that's sort of where, where it picks up. And that's not a bad thing, because the game's obviously meant to be... It wasn't meant to be huge. It's bigger than it was first intended to be, and the story's really nice. But, they, yeah, they do talk a lot about, like, certain things, and it's like, that could have been... If it was a full Uncharted game, we probably would have seen all of that stuff instead of just you, hearing about it. You easily could have added, you know... It could have been a full Uncharted game script-wise, like, with the certain other character that was in it. Mm. Um, I could imagine there being 12 more hours that we missed, you know what I mean? It felt to me at times where I was like, I feel like there was just 12 hours of a game I missed playing. Yeah, because true. when you play something like Uncharted 4, just to for in comparison, because they're so close together, um, you know, you go to so many different locations in Uncharted 4, and like every Uncharted game, you go to these different locations discovering certain 
reveals of you know the villains of the characters of the story they're trying to tell and also the mystery to it and you keep building up and then you finally get to this moment where you're getting closer and closer but the big payoff when you're at the location you think you're near the end but that's most of the game is actually spent or at least like a whole third of the game is spent at the location you think you're the, at the end for mm. and you spend so much time and then you know, working your way through puzzles figuring it out and kind of getting to that climax of it that finally mm-hmm. builds up to me it's uncharted is very much like a tv season to me not like a movie Whereas yeah. this felt like a movie version, mm, where they're that. just giving you they're just giving you the end bit with no build up, and they kind of kind of explained it, which was fine because it wasn't again it didn't make it bad, but it it just made it feel like it wasn't a full Uncharted game. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah, there it was, was yeah. but it was there was no fat to it though. At the same time, there was nothing in the game that I was like, this shouldn't be in the game. Everything was like tight, very tight. Mm. Yeah. It was a really nice game. It had a really nice story, and it fits nicely into Uncharted. It's not like one of them things where you're, you're going to play and be like, oh, I was a bit not as good. It do- It definitely holds up, for sure, against things. Obviously, it's not perfect, but like it holds up really well. It's a fantastic game. I like it better than Uncharted 1. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, and I said to you I liked it better than Uncharted 3, but I actually don't think I do. You don't? It's cl- just No, just because I think... Uncharted 3 is really big. It's a big game, and a lot a lot, a lot really does happen in that game mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of characters, including Chloe. But um, it's a lot the Sully storyline, the flashbacks. Like I'm just like, no, it's just it's just not as important as that's 3. That's true, yeah. That's that's actually fair enough. I do agree, actually. Uh, um, the, though there are moments in 3 I think aren't needed to be in the game. Not that there's any th- parts of Uncharted 3 that aren't fun. There's this kind of narrative, there's like this three-hour segment where you're on a cruise ship that people talk about like it's the best part of the game. I'm like, there was zero narrative point to that whole section. It was purely just for fun. And it wasn't even that fun to me. And it did nothing. I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? Um, I barely remember that. Oh my god, it annoys me. That really annoys me about it. That's my biggest gripe. The whole franchise, my biggest gripe is that three-hour section in Uncharted 3. Like, it, nothing happened on it. Literally nothing happened on that fucking ship. And you're there for three hours. It's so stupid. It's That's, so, yeah. so stupid to me. But I'm like, oh, it's such a great set piece. I don't, but, but nothing happens. But nothing happens. It's so frustrating. But, you know, I thought there were lots of classic Uncharted moments. There were some great set pieces in Lost Legacy. Oh, I thought ones. there were some throwbacks to mm-hmm. some other set pieces at the end, yes. if you know what I mean, yes. um, which is one of my favorite set pieces of, of um, Uncharted series. Mm. Um, but it didn't make it... There was there was only... I was worried there wasn't going to be any stand-up moments, but at the end of one of the... Yeah, all right, set piece areas, there's a couple of like, oh, wow, I've never done this before mm-hmm. moments in an Uncharted game, which were very cool. Or they just kind of took things to the next level. So it was there was things that made it stand out to me as well and stand on its own as its own uncharted game in it being in india was a unique setting interesting like narrative storyline i didn't really it was harder for me to follow because i felt like there was no introduction because you kind of missed the start right it was harder for me to understand all the names like all these indian kings and gods names i like i just couldn't keep track of them to be honest really yeah, but that's just my own problem. I, I did feel like I rushed. I feel like I do this a lot with Uncharted. Like, okay. I'm just in a rush, a rush to get through it because I'm so into the storyline. I want to know what happens. Yeah. I do feel like I rush them. Hmm, maybe. I mean, I just kind of... I like to... When I'm playing Uncharted, because I know that they're not... 
I don't know, I'm not, it's not like a game where I'm going to put 50 hours into, like, The Witcher or something like that. So I like to save everything and every area, because I don't want to, like, miss stuff. Because I'm like, Naughty Dog craft the worlds, like, and everything, like, so perfectly. I want to make sure that I'm experiencing everything they've made. So I, I tend to take a bit longer. So I think Lost Legacy probably took me maybe, like, eight and a half hours, maybe nine hours to finish. I think as part of it, to be honest, was also because I was trying to finish it early for this podcast. I was like, I have to finish it before Sunday. Yeah, so I was real. I really was rushing the game a bit, but I did. Did it rush too much? Like, did you get all the tokens in that open world area? No, I didn't. But I did do a I lot did. of. Um, I did do a lot of exploring. It was a good time. Actually, to be fair, I did die a lot as well. Um, that was something that happened. Yeah. Okay. I think I did too. At least in the second half of the game, I was dying a lot, like just falling off cliffs and shit, like yeah, basic I was doing shit. dumb things. Yeah, was... yeah. I did spend a lot of time because it was it was the most open world of all the Uncharted, right? They like they had this hub area for the first mm. like three three and a half hours of the game. Yeah, um, you spend a lot of time and you kind of explore at your own pace. I thought it was good. I actually liked the way it was doing it. Mm. Um, it wasn't perfect, but, and it wasn't that new, but it was cool. Uncharted 4 had its own version of it. It wasn't quite as big or quite as long, but it had its own sort of version of it in Madagascar. Mm. It's Madagascar, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, and I did stick around and get all those tokens, though. I definitely did get all those tokens. I just love, you know me, I love collectibles, and I was like, trophies. I was like, Classic. I can't leave. It's un with the map unfinished, it's unclean. I wanted to finish everything, because I just knew, I was like, I'm not going to come back here. Once I leave here, that'll be it. Mm-hmm. And you just get this like uh, wristband that glows every time you go ne- you go near treasures, and mm. oh yeah, the and the PlayStation controller bar lights up like pink okay. when you're near a, when you're near a treasure, and it makes like a visual and an audio uh, audio cue, mm-hmm. so you can find treasures and collectibles really easily. But you can go to the pause menu and turn it off so it doesn't do that every time, so you don't have to deal with it um, mm-hmm. if it's annoying. Because it did get kind of annoying, but it wasn't too bad. But okay. it did make it easier to find all those collectibles and shit and to go through and just be like, oh, I'm really close to it. And it kind of tells you where it is. Mm. But, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. But I, I did enjoy the exploring of it. And it, and it just felt like Uncharted, man. It just yeah, felt it like a, a great... it was a good time. Great Uncharted game. Did you like the villain? Yeah, I did. I thought he was... I mean, I think all Uncharted villains is... They can be stereotypical sort of villains, but I really like them all. I always have that sort of sort of I, they're always when i say like obviously i don't like them that's because they're a villain but it's that sort of yeah. thing where it's like i felt like you know when you defeat villains in uncharted games it's always pretty satisfying so that was yeah that. it is i get what you're saying he, he felt really powerful you know what i mean like every mm. time like he grabbed chloe or something or grabbed nadine like it felt like he was really strong mm. like, I like those be, scenes like, where you'd have to sort of team up and like dodge and you both have to hit at the same time to do as much de- like to do more damage to him so it would you'd sort of overpower him i did think it was probably the best hand-to-hand combat system uncharted's ever had to be honest yeah it was pretty good i like the way they did that um yeah yeah and the teaming up was really great with nadine like i was really surprised to be honest with how much you were with just nadine pretty much the entire game you were really never on your own mm, yeah which actually surprised me a lot. I didn't expect that as much. I thought Nadine would kind of be there, but not there. Like, you know, you kind of, when you're, you know, Nathan, you go off a lot. Yeah. On your own. But there was really no sections where you're on your own for more than 10 minutes, really, yeah, uh, at true. a time. And 
that was interesting. It was an interesting way to do it. Like it felt like it needed Nadine and there were even moments where you do something uh, in a puzzle and you need to do it again and go back and I'm like, fuck, I have to do that again. But Nadine would go, no, I've got this. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, that was that was good. That was helpful. Little that happened a couple like of that. times. But I was like, those are the details that just separate. But it reminded me because, you know, sometimes you forget when you play other shitter games mm. what good games are like. Yeah, I made and a tweet about that when I finished Lost Legacy. It's like whenever I play a Naughty Dog game, I'm always like, God, just no one does this. Like they, they pay so much like attention to the details in their games and it's just fantastic. It really pays off because there's so many little things that they do that they just do so well, whether that be a character interaction or the way that you interact with the environment or just, just little things. Like, oh, it's just really great. Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely agreed, man. It's um, it's a fantastic game. And if anyone, if you played the other Uncharted, it's a must-play. The Lost Legacy is a must-play game. Mm. Do you do you think you can play it without playing the others, though? No. Yeah, I agree. I feel I honestly Uncharted's the only franchise I'm like it's you have to play them all in order. You you yeah. can't skip them. You can't start at a certain point. You just have to play them all from start to finish or else you just will never understand how good it can be. Mm. You'll still I'm sure you could still enjoy them, but you just to understand how much we like it. I just I'd feel sorry for anyone that's sitting there going, "That was really fun though." But I've never played the others. I'm like, God, you don't understand how fun it could have been for you. And you ruined mm. that opportunity. You yeah, ruined yeah. how fun it could have been. Yeah, there's so much to it. There's so many layers. There's so many references that they do and things like that. Like inside jokes as well that they do that you'll only get if you've played the other Uncharted games. And you're like, oh, I get it. It's funny. There's just some good shit that they do. And it's just nice. There was, And there was a bit of like, I, I liked the chloe as a character in the sense of some of the humor of it all i was like mm. to me i was to me i guess as an australian i was like ah oh, there's there's a bit of aussie humor there the way she just talked and said she had made some jokes and i was like ah oh, that's fucking classic mm. i just like seeing i just like seeing that stuff my own bias shit um yeah that was good and i was like who'd have thought that one of the most major releases in video games would be a game that's just two women um australian and a south african woman like i'm like that's actually quite quite funny quite interesting mm. but like just it, but it just goes to show it's like it's nothing to do with you know whether it's a woman or like a person of color it's about the quality of yeah, game of creators and that's what that's Naughty what Dog does that's what Naughty Dog does don't make watchdogs 2 make <laughs> uncharted lost legacy yeah. that's what i oh, say god yeah that's two don't different make ways diversity. of doing diversity good god it, there's diversity just for the sake of being diverse, and then there's diversity because you know how to write mm. for every, any character. Yeah, and Lost Legacy is a huge example of that. So something like Horizon Zero Dawn as well, with having a female character as the protagonist, just written fucking great. Yeah, and um, and yeah, I I tweeted it out once I finished. I'm like, three favorite games this year, all female protagonists, mm. which is surprising for me. Um. Because I just find it sometimes harder to relate to people that I just don't really like. It's hard for me to just kind of get. But I mean, it's not. I mean, Horizon was just ridiculously good. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Then you know, Uncharted. You have Chloe, who I already loved as a character, and she felt like just to, she just felt easy to play as. You know what I mean? Like it didn't because it's hard to go from main character like you know uh, Nathan, mm-hmm. and just all of a sudden it's the first game you're playing as someone else. But it wasn't. It was very easy. Like I, I didn't yeah, have any moment right. where I'm like. 
it felt right. It just felt good. I wasn't like, shit, this is weird playing as someone else that's not Nate. It was like, no, 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 this feels totally, totally easy. Mm. Um, she she felt great to play as, as a character. And then there's also Kingdom Hearts 0.2, mm. Birth by Sleep. Um, a fragmentary passage with Aqua. What a great, great little game that was too. Oh, Short, yeah. obviously only like three, four hours, but great little game as well. Oh, yeah, that was a great game. Fucking Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I forgot. almost forgot it existed for a while. Yeah, I well, it came out in January. came out in January, so... Yeah, it did, and Kingdom Hearts 3 just, is next year. Just gave, gave Harlan last week when I was um, up visiting. Mm-hmm. Gave Harlan, because he just got a PS4. The, the man that... I don't know anyone that's more obsessed with Kingdom Hearts over the past, you know, 15 years than he is, to be honest. I don't know anyone like that. But he's been balls deep in it for 15 years, obsessed with it telling me Tyler watch watch through five over, over two days you'll understand this I'm like I don't care I'll deal with that later before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out I get into it that's what I was just telling like yeah. once they actually tell me Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to come out I'll do them all and be balls deep in it but he's like no no, no you, you've got to do it and now I'm coming up to him like dude it's so good eh? and he's like I've been telling you <laughs> so I so he got a PS4 now and I gave him for his birthday which is the start of August but obviously I don't see him very often I saw him last week and I brought him Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 and Kingdom Hearts 2.8. I gave oh. him all. I gave him both collections for his birthday. That's great. And that night he like stayed up all night. Like this is like I gave it to him. We went out to dinner like for my mum's birthday as well because my mum's birthday very close to his. Yeah. We had family dinner. We didn't get home till like two in the morning. Like we went out and like all got drunk. It was great. And then in the next morning I got up and I'm about to watch the fight like McGregor and Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Harlan gets up and I'm like. Fucking, you slept in? He's like, yeah, I watched um, Kimak cover and finished 0.2. He stayed, <laughs> he stayed up all night, man. He, play, he watched Kimak cover and finished 0.2 in one night. Like, I'm like, you didn't start playing until like 2.30 in the morning. He's like, yeah, I know, but I just played it all set up all night. That's amazing. That's hilarious. That's so funny. Um, classic Hellsberg. Like, yeah, classic Hellsberg. <laughs> that is classic Hellsberg. I've never heard you say that. That's actually laughs. <laughs> Hellsberg, fucking Hellsberg, what a shit nickname, Harlan. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, God, so funny. Uh, Anything else about Uncharted Lost Legacy? I'm trying to think. I guess the only other thing is the puzzles. uh, What did you think of the puzzles? Did you like them? There was one I didn't, but honestly, actually, there wasn't really any I didn't like. The Shadow one was kind of weird. I really liked that. that. I liked it. it because I think with the Uncharted 4 and a lot of times in Uncharted, the puzzles are there, but they're kind of very straightforward and sort of linear. You just kind of do things and the puzzles work themselves out. Whereas I think with some of them in Lost Legacy, you actually had to think. It was like a set area, like with the Shadow one, and you just had to use what was there and do the puzzle yourself rather than the game sort of leading you to each next step of the puzzle. And I, really, yeah. I actually really liked the Shadow one because I actually had to think about what I was doing and figure it out. And I was really pleased when I finished it. I was like, yeah, I did it. And then we get to move on. And all those circle ones were really... I liked the circle ones, but it was also like I've done them a million times in like the Assassin's Creed Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were glyphs. easier. They were way easier than the Assassin's so Creed I just, ones. Yeah, I just found them way... Exactly. I'm like, I've done way harder ones of these. Mm. You know, that's all I was thinking. So they were pretty easy. Um there was really interesting one was an actual practical one where you're doing the jumping on those pillars oh, yeah, yeah. and the statues are swinging at you. I actually thought that were pretty. That yeah, was quite those a were good. It was kind of like a puzzle. trial and error thing because you do it, you'd get hit, you'd go back up, and you'd be like, "Yes, that was a mistake," and I'll try this next thing. And that was quite fun. 
Yeah, that, that was a good one. Yeah, there were, there was no bad puzzles. They're all good. Like it was a good diversity of puzzles. The, the Lost Legacy is like I said, there's no fat to it. It's so tight, but it was also so perfect in the balance of when you needed to do, like of just quiet exploring. This is why I had quite a problem. You know, this is why I think Uncharted is so much better than uh, Last of Us. To be honest, is because to me, Last of Us was just nonstop. Um, it was just I just thought it was terribly paced. In the sense of, there was like two straight hours of nothing but shooting zombies in combat and like edge of your seat, and then you get two minutes of like calm walking and dialogue, and then it's another two hours of shooting shit. I'm like, this is annoying me. I was really annoyed playing the first half. It got better the longer Last of Us went on, but the first half annoyed me in that sense. There wasn't enough mm. development going on. Um, and not enough dialogue, not enough quiet moments. Because my favorite parts of Uncharted are the balance of you have like 15 minutes of running around high-paced action and then you've got 15 minutes of puzzles and then you've got 15 minutes of you're just kind of parkouring around having dialogue, getting to know characters, enjoying the scenery, exploring, doing what mm. you want to do. There's a perfect balance and pacing of calmness, of, but it's never not interesting. It's never it's never dull. It's just like you, you're able to chill out for a sec. You're able to think about what's going on. You're able to enjoy the game. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, here's the action. Here's the high pace. Or here's I've got to think about this puzzle. Here's this part. Okay, here I've just got to kind of parkour around. What are the characters talking about? Like just simple things like Nadine pushing you off a cliff into the water oh, just for like... yeah, that was so that good. Was, because like you, you kind of got Chloe got freaked out. She almost died, and she was kind of like trying to get her head back in the game. Well, it didn't almost die. It was like a actual personal plot point, mm. and she was kind of on like head on the game. And she got Nadine goes, Are "You okay?" And she goes, oh, "I'm just gonna get my head back in." And she just and Nadine just shoves you off a cliff into the water, and she's like, "You're you're back in the game now." She's like, "You son of a bitch!" And yeah, I was like, "That's that's so oh, fucking hell." I love Naughty Dog. They're so just, good. Just moments like that I don't think happened in The Last of Us that much, to be honest. Mm, but I think Whereas there were the so thing. many of that in Uncharted. Mm, I think the thing is, with The Last of Us, it being the first game in the franchise, I think The Last of Us 2 will improve on a lot of those things. The same way that Uncharted 2 and 3 and 4 all improved on problems with the previous games. Like, Not that Uncharted 1 was a bad game, but I, there, was, there were definitely some issues with the way that they paced things, because there was a lot of shooting people in that game like a lot in uncharted 1 and that's one of my biggest criticisms oh, yeah. and as much as obviously they learned with uncharted 2 and uncharted 3 and then they made the last of us and it's like the like Unch like the last of us to me wasn't as bad with its pacing and like um you know balance as uncharted 1 was but i do agree oh, that no, there uncharted was a lot that, yeah but there was a lot in the last of us that was that was a lot of zombie stuff or like sneaking around and stealth taking out guys in houses and things like that and not enough characters stuff and just just slow like walking around puzzles and um uh and sort of set pieces and things like that there wasn't quite enough of that but i think the next game should improve on that from the first one so they can make things balanced a bit better i think that's a natural thing for me with um the difference between Last of Us and Uncharted is that Uncharted, by definition of what the game is, being a you know a mystery, you know treasure hunter puzzle sort of game, mm -hmm. is that there's way more diversity in what you can balance it out as. You can have lots of these combat sequences and set pieces that can be you just shoot everybody. You can go full stealth if you want. Like there's a diversity by choice in that. Mm -hmm. Whereas kind of in Last of Us kind of throws you into either combat or it's kind of telling you you should 
try to be stealthy here when you're in zombie moments. Mm-hmm. Like, it's ne- it doesn't really feel like you have a choice. It feels like they're trying to tell you. This is probably what it's pretty obvious what the best option to kind of go into combat with is. Whereas on a chart, mm-hmm. like, you, you have no real consequence either way what you decide to do, whether yeah. you just want to shoot everyone out loud or you want to go stealthy. Um, it's whatever is more fun for you in this set piece. And then you can just do puzzles. Like, there's the balance between you don't even need enemies to make something interesting and and quite, uh, you know, heart-pounding. You know what I mean? There's some puzzles that are like, oh, shit, you know, let's figure this out. Or, or like, buildings collapsing or just little things like that or those parkour moments. Whereas Last of Us just has to deal with the fact that it's a, it's a survival game. So mm. there's not as much options for that sort of diversity. But I just think The Last of Us needs to mainly work on being able to really just relax, chill out for more than two minutes. Because there were moments where I'm like, oh, sweet, here we go. We're slowing down a bit. We're going to have some dialogue and just enjoying. It lasted like three minutes and that's it. You get three minutes Mm. and then you're back just getting shot at. And I'm like, because those to me are the best parts of all the Naughty Dog games. Um, Just the little moments where it's just the characters interacting and you're just walking around. And yeah, and my best example from lost legacy is the yeah nadine pushes chloe into the water i thought it was hilarious mm. like, that's what you need that is exactly what i'm talking about yeah or well, there's like the little moments when you go as you go around the like the game there'll be certain places where chloe will like you have an opportunity to take a picture and stuff like that those were nice little things there that was just cool and the stuff i don't want yeah there's there's that one moment that i don't want to ruin because it's quite a nice moment is um you're kind of in a cave and there's the i like i don't want to ruin it i don't know if you know what i'm talking about i don't i don't i don't i don't want to just say it like outright because i don't want to spoil it because in a cave what what point of the game is this there's it's towards the end is it is it involve animals yeah yeah okay yeah sure i, I don't want to spoil that because it was a nice moment to see so if you yeah, spoil really it it's kind of like oh shit but yeah i like that little moment there it was quite nice just to take because it's like there's... that's got nothing to do with the rest of the game it's just a nice little moment to have in there yeah and i think as well i mean i hate to talk shit about the last of us but i actually i actually love the last of us i'm just talking in comparison to because it was just the problem is before i played the last of us everyone's telling me how it's way better than uncharted mm-hmm like that's what people, they're like. It's the best indoor game. It's the best game of all time. And I'm like, I just I, I played it, and I think it's um, I do think it's a near masterpiece, right? But I just I just think Uncharted is so far and beyond better than it. I think you know Uncharted is one of my favorite franchises of all time. Uncharted Four is in my top like six favorite games ever. So mm-hmm. that that's not to say Last of Us is bad at all. I'm just trying to compare them because they're both Naughty Dog games, right? Yeah, true. But um, I think the, um, yes, yeah, like you were saying, that the, it Lost Legacy has those like unique moments that does make it stand out as its own, as its own game. And I think, mm. and I hope The Last of Us Two just has you know, you know, it takes its time to understand that it why it's special, and it's not just because there's zombies and shooting guys. Mm. Yeah. It's because of the characters, it's because of how they interact, and it's because of, like, you know, I'd like to see some of the more, you know, the parkour sort of stuff, the kind of, not puzzle solving, but the kind of traversing the world that is kind of fighting against you. Mm. Yeah, and I think that The Last of Us 2 will probably focus less on the whole zombie side of things and more on the people side of things, at least from the trailer, from what we've seen. Looks like it's going to, the zombies are obviously going to be there in the world as an obstacle, but I don't think they're going to be a main 
a main thing, a main threat. They're just sort of going to be a, a thing that's there because obviously that's the world you're in. That's the way it's looking to me anyways. Yeah, that's true. I imagine, I mean, Uncharted 4 is to me the best looking game I've ever played. Um, I just can't imagine what Last of Us 2 is going to look like by the time that comes out. I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna like shit myself. I'm going to be like, this looks like I'm watching a movie, like a live action movie. This is it's ridiculous. It's going to be crazy. Like, Uncharted 4 was such a fucking step up from anything. So, like, I, The Last of Us 2 is going to look fucking incredible because we know they're going to step it up from Uncharted 4 and it's just going to be this fucking insane looking game. Did you get any glitches at all in Lost Legacy? I don't think I got any. Like, not nothing no. major. No, I don't think so. Oh, no, yeah, I got one. Um, when I was... You know the puzzle where it's towards the end and there's one of the... There's um, two statues either side of the room. One is, like, um, the dude with is the it axe the light? and the ones with Ganesh. Um, <gasps> yeah, is that is that in one of the... Yeah, okay. Is that, like, a climax with the handcuffs? Yes, yes. Yes, um, okay. I got yeah. a glitch there. So after I finished the puzzle, the camera stayed in one place and played the whole cutscene from, like, one angle, and that was the only glitch I got, though. Oh, that's fucking weird. I didn't realize until, like, midway through. It kept it kept switching between, like, the cutscene render and, like, the gameplay render, like, back and forth while playing through the cutscene. Um, so I had to. I didn't realize until a little bit after. I was like, oh, shit, this isn't meant to be happening. So I had to reload it and then watch the cutscene again. It looked way fucking better. Um but yeah, it was really strange. Uh, Uncharted does that a lot. It happened to us on um, uh, Horsey and Fox when we streamed Uncharted 4. The camera likes to get locked in one position sometimes for some reason in Uncharted games. So when you run I've around, the camera stays in one place. It's really weird. It's happened like three times now. So I don't know what's up with that. But that's the only glitch I got in Lost Legacy. Yeah, wow. Well, I'll tell you what Naughty Dog doesn't do. Make bad games ever they just don't even know how they don't even it's that crazy. one ps vita game they made the golden abyss was fucking great was it no, mm. okay definitely not they should have they should have they should have uh, remastered that and released that in the, in the uh, nathan drake collection drake. that's a it's a really good game it's got a great is that set it's just, before it's before set, everything it's set no it's i think it's set in between uncharted one and uncharted two it's like a little okay. side story it's just it's just a nice little side story it's obviously a classic <laughs> naughty dog just some great writing just a good time Who's in it? It's obviously Nathan Drake, yeah, but Nathan it's not. Drake. It's, Elena's not the main. No, friend, like, it's some friends. other. It's just some girly meets on this island. Um, some random slot. Panama is it? I don't know where it is. Yeah. Okay. I think he take. I think he makes reference to Golden Abyss in Uncharted Four at some point. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Because it's just a nice little game. It's actually the first Uncharted game I played. It's what made me buy a PS3 so I could play Uncharted One, Two, and Three because I liked it so much. That's so, bizarre. That's so weird. Yeah, it is weird, but it's a good. It's it is a really good game. It's just classic Naughty Dog. Yeah, well, I expect nothing less from an Uncharted game and from Naughty Dog specifically. Um, what do you want to see from the future of Uncharted? What's their next step? Do they take a long break and um, focus on Last of Us Two, and then kind of come back with a new revamp, or is, do you feel like this is enough to start a a new generation? I mean, I think I think. I think they can do more Lost Legacy type things um, because, I mean, I don't want them to go overkill, but I think it's I think they can definitely do more Lost Legacy type things with other characters and just expand the Uncharted universe. Um, but before the next major installment, I think it's important to take a break, work on The Last of Us, have that come out, and then we can have the next big Uncharted game. Um, but I think it's possible that in between there, we can get little games here and there that are you know, part of the Uncharted universe. 
that follow other characters. And I, I mean, I, I mean, the next big installment, we're not going to follow Nate. So who knows what we're going to do there. So we just got to wait and see what they do. But I don't mind having little games here and there with other characters like we got with Lost Legacy because it's a nice little experience. But we'll see what they do. I'm adamant the next big installment uh, will be and should be Nate's daughter. Like the way they ended Uncharted 4, I'm like, you have to, you have to. Mm. I think it'd just be too good. That's true, but then at the same time, like, that kind of, if they are going to do that and have Nate's daughter, that is going to, like, you're going to have to go so far into the future then that everyone's going to be old, so you can't really then make games with the other characters again, unless you want to jump back in time and have, like, a story that's set back then, and then it's like, are you going to be as invested in that because you already know how they turn out later on? Uh, I I mean, I mean, I think... When's I think the thing about I, I, that I find interesting about Uncharted, right, is they never put a date on the on when it's happening. For yeah. all we know, Uncharted Four happened in like two thousand five. You know what I mean? Sure. So you don't even so like by twenty seventeen is actually when they have the epilogue of four, and then what in five years time she's like eighteen. Mm-hmm. So it's not even to me that big of a stretch to say that, you know, Uncharted kind of happened 15 years ago. I mean, yeah, but, like, the, the, my main point wasn't necessarily how it links with, like, the time the games come out. It's more the, the like, if you wanted to have another game with Chloe and Nadine, and then would you, like, you're not, are you going to want to release that after the game with Nate's daughter? Because then you're going back in time to characters that was, like, prior I don't to think the story you've experienced. I mean, I don't think there's an issue with that because I think you can kind of keep them separate anyway. I don't think Chloe would even turn up in the story of Nate's daughter. I don't think Nadine would either. They can be their own thief group. You know what I mean? They do their own things. Mm. But I also don't think... Like, I, if they make another game with Chloe and Nadine, I'd, you know, that'd be awesome. But if they don't, I also don't mind. You know, it was a fun storyline for what it was, and I'm happy to think that they go off and do more and more. But I don't necessarily yeah, sure. need to have them again, right? I'd be happy to have a game with uh, Sam, Sam Drake, and like Sully. You know what I mean? Like mm. Sam just can't get out of the game, right? Fun. You know what I mean? You know, he's a um, interesting character. He's fuck, he's funny. What a funny character he is. Mm. Um, like and Sully, Sully obviously is great, and even Cutter, like he was only in a bit of three, but he'd be mm. an interesting one to kind of pop back up, or like just him. you know start start totally fresh with just another thief. Yeah, it's one of the things. Like we've got, like I mean, if we're gonna have games with characters we already know, I, to me the way I like to play games is if I if if we, I'm just gonna call it Uncharted Five. It probably won't be called that if they're gonna start with. Um, if they were going to do it with Nate's daughter, I feel like they wouldn't want to call it Uncharted 5. Um, but that game, if that's set with Nate's daughter, which is, you know, further on, I wouldn't then after that want a game that takes place before that because I like moving forward with games. And when I've already experienced something in one place, I just, when something happens that comes out after it that takes place before it, I'm kind of like, uh, I'm just not as into it as something that happens continuously. I wouldn't expect a game with Nate's daughter for five years, man. And I'm sure they can put out a couple of other Uncharted games before then anyway. And then once they mm. put out a game with Nate's daughter, just give make her the pillar of the franchise, right? You don't need to do any more with side characters anymore until after you finish that era. And then you can have all these other characters you've met along the way. 
I'm still not ready to let Nate go, to be honest. I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you said Uncharted 4 was his last game. Fucking give me another one. I mean, it can fuck be it. intentionally his last thing, but there could be a reason why he has to come back. Isn't it? That was literally Uncharted 4's story, though. <laughs> he had to come back for a certain reason. Or it's more that he wanted to come back because he missed it. Right? Yeah, you, like you could tell from right the get-go, like he was looking at the painting and he wasn't listening to what Elena was saying on the couch. And mm. Yeah. I guess you could have a story where he gets dragged in for whatever reason, um, but it'd have to be a really good storytelling. I mean, Naughty Dog are great at that because just him randomly being dragged in is like, oh, you're just doing it for the sake of it, aren't you? Because you already ended his story and now you're bringing him back just because you want to make another game with him because everyone loves him. It's like, um, for example, it's when they talk about The Last of Us 2. They said they weren't even going to make a Last of Us two, but they came up with a script idea, and they said we okay, yes, this is it. Mm. They said that we're not just going to make a Last of Us two because we want to make a Last of Us two. They said we have to have a script that means something and that makes sense. And they said they found the concept. They said they they actually talked about like they worked on a, they worked on a bunch of ideas for or a, a year, over a year, and they couldn't come up with one that was good enough. Mm. Then one day they just found this perfect scenario and they said yeah this is it we can actually make a sequel and that's when they said okay we're going to make a last of us 2 that's great that's definitely that's, the way to do that's it. the way they that's the way they operate which is not how any other company really operates these days so mm. that's why they stand above the rest in terms of quality of video games and that's why i think you know if if they ever did bring drake back like nathan specifically um we, I'd know. I'd be so confident that they'd be doing it because they're like, "Holy yeah. shit, we have this idea that is so good. We have to bring it back." Yeah, that's it. Wouldn't. True. It would never just be for the sake of it. It never would be. I, if they wanted to for the sake of it, I'd be cool with it. But I know they won't because mm. they're smarter than I am. Yeah, that's true. Naughty Dog are good at that. So, whatever they do with the future of my child, I'm confident in them doing it. So, that's it. All right, that's it for Uncharted. Okay. Um, Game of Thrones. Mm, Game of Thrones. What did you, overall season? So season seven's finished. Mm-hmm. Overall, what, what do you think of season seven in comparison to the rest of Game of Thrones? I think it was incredibly, like I think every I think I think with due to the less episodes. I think all the stories were a lot tighter. I think everything was, like, really... I think it was the best season, by far. I think with all of the stories they did, everything happened with the characters, I think everything was done really, really nicely. And I really enjoyed every single episode. I think I think the last episode was the perfect length for a Game of Thrones episode at this point in time, because I think there's so much happening, they need to be that little bit longer to fit everything. And I think the last episode of Season 7 was perfect. I think every other episode was maybe a little bit too short. Because I think there was too much for them to try and do in each episode. But other than that, I think it was fucking great. Yeah, I mean... I don't think I'd say it's my favourite season. But it's definitely up there. Like, I just think there was a couple episodes that, looking back on it, I'm kind of like, they were great to watch at the time. But every single Game of Thrones episode is awesome to watch the first time you're watching it. Mm. Um, Because it's all new, right? But I wasn't quite... I think the second to last episode six and episode seven. So the last episode of the season were phenomenal. And like, I agree with you that I think they're the perfect length at the moment. You have to have these longer episodes to fit more in. 
Mm-hmm. Especially this is the climax, and especially season eight sounds like they're doing you know hour and a half episodes minimum each episode for the six episodes yeah. there are. That's good. Um, but there were I was totally okay with the fast pace because at this point it's like they're kind of throwing all the shit out the window because they don't have all these characters to jump to because pretty much all the characters that are alive are all together at this point or at least mm. in like two locations we're only at, we're only really got two three locations at this point we don't have like 10 or 12 like season three and four you mm. like 10 or 12 different locations to jump to some characters don't even get in the episode mm. because there's too many characters to get to like the, the, you've got your main characters of the show of the whole series is Daenerys and Jon Snow. And there were days in season, you know, one to four where there would be no Jon Snow or no Daenerys in a whole episode. Mm. You know, that's, that's crazy to think about now. Whereas, because they're is. like the only, they're the two main characters of the show at mm. this point. That's yeah. actually the most interesting thing about Game of Thrones to me is that you don't even know who the main characters are for the first seven seasons. Like, you know, until you're at season six, five or six, you kind of like, honestly, you, yeah, season six and especially season, season seven, you're like, oh, okay. The show's actually only about two people. Mm, everyone you know else is I mean? just a means to progress those stories. And I mean, there it's, it's interesting because everyone, characters. yeah, there's fucking loads. And I mean, the, the interesting thing is most people did gravitate towards Jon Snow and Daenerys as some of their favorite characters, like among the, you know, people like Tyrion and stuff. And it's like you don't you don't know they're the main characters, but you always really like those two characters, which is you know well done, some good writing. I I mean, I yeah I completely agree. And Tyrion is probably as well was like everyone's top three favorites right through the whole show. But there's so 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 many characters that you love and gravitate toward. There's like thirty to forty major characters in the mm. whole show, and for the first four or five seasons. It's just a big show about, you know, who's going to be king at the end. It could be anybody. And then you get to, you know, where you're at the season six and now season seven, where you're like, oh, every single, all these other 50 major characters are only there to get us to Daenerys and Jon in these this part of the show, the climax. They actually weren't main characters at all. They were literally just had to, we had to understand what they were doing to understand how it eventually affects the real main characters, which is Daenerys and Jon Snow. Mm. Like even Tyrion's not the main character anymore. Like for the season two and three, like season one, Ned's the main character, right? Mm. Season two and three, Tyrion's kind of the main character. Um, but they're really doing everything they're doing to get us to um, this big culmination of... John and Daenerys, not just them as separate main characters, but them actually meeting each other and coming together. Mm. It was a weird season for me. I did, really didn't expect this season to be about, I don't want to spoil anything people that watch it because it's so new, but like I didn't expect it to really be about those two, if that makes sense, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. The way they did it. I, didn't, I, I, I should have expected it, but I didn't actually expect it. Yeah, I think it was a good, I think the whole ending sequence of, season seven was a really great payoff and even though it's like with things they revealed that we kind of already knew i still love the way they did it and i'm I'm like i don't know how they took something that i already knew and made me feel that way about it It i was watching some really good writing i was i was still um back at my parents place watching it and uh, me and harlan uh were watching it and i remember literally when they did the flashback moment Mm mm-hmm um, I jumped out of the scene. I'm like, oh my god, Harlan, they're gonna show it. Oh, Harlan, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, I oh remember. I was happening. freaking the fuck out. It was amazing. 
I was so happy. Sam just going, is this something you can see? And then flashback. I'm like, oh my god! Oh, uh, that's not a spoiler so because good. the only way you'd know what I'm talking about is if you've probably if you've seen it. You you can't tell what I'm talking about if you haven't seen it. Um, mm. oh, but man. by golly god, James, that whole that whole sequence. Oh, uh, so was good. some of the best stuff but just realizing like oh wait wow like i'm what i'm re-watching the show again i'm on season two now mm. um and i'm just watching i'm just like wow who like i remember back at this point watching the show I'm like i could never even imagine if you if i was at season let's say when i started watching about season three mm-hmm. um and if i just you know sat when i sat down and binge watched season one two and then three and you just showed me, you just like, hey, Tyler, watch season seven, episode seven. I'd be like, what the fuck happened? Like, how in the world, like, you know what I mean? How in the world did these characters get here? Mm. Would never have predicted in a million years from the start of the show that Jon Snow becomes who he becomes. Oh, it's insane. Daenerys, you see it? Daenerys is like, that's, that's kind of what her purpose of the show is. But like, Jon could not have imagined that you know, when you're watching like season two and three, you're like, holy shit, he's, he's the main character of the whole show. It's all about him. It always has, so but it's not great. just like, it's all about him now. It's, it's always been about him. The entire mm-hmm. show from episode one has always been about him, but they don't tell you that until like the end of the show. It's fucking, it's just so special. So unique. I know it's so great. And there's so many things I think in season seven that did a lot of, uh, links back to season one with like little finger stuff. Um, oh yeah. Regarding like, you know the stuff that Ned Stark uncovered, um, and you know all the stuff with the Targaryens. Just everything. It was all just everything felt like it came together. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember like all of these different things and like the storylines all just made sense. And everything just felt fucking great. It's it's so interesting as well. When I'm watching season one and two again, is like I've never seen a show in my life that's so big and major that it tells a story about characters. But by the time the show's over, all those characters are dead and all their kids are the main characters now and they're adults doing the shit mm. their parents are doing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they said it. It's, how do I explain this? It's not like it's, it looks like, it feels like you're watching two different shows. Yeah, if you were to watch season one yeah. and then go to season seven, it feels like you're talking about, it's a show in the same universe. It doesn't show in the same world, but it's like a sequel show. How is it the same show? So mm. much changes and happens in the show, so much twists and turns, so many unexpected moments, and the way the characters develop and grow. The fact that Sansa and Arya are like two of the main characters; they're adults and they're like in power. And when you're watching season one, they're like ten years old. I know, like legit, like ten years old. That's so great. And like we talked about this on Clubhouse, and I, I and obviously you were right. I'm so happy at the way they did the whole Winterfell storyline in season seven with Sansa and Arya. Because I had concerns yeah, I about how they were going to handle that, and they did it exactly how they should have done, which was great. Yeah. So, I, I did. I told you, man. I was like, they can't be which this was stupid. A fucking they... great moment. I loved that whole scene. It was fantastic. That, was, that might have been that was my second favorite moment of the episode. I'd say maybe my third um, favorite moment. Um, God, what a great season, Jamie. Man, oh, I love that guy. God, yeah. He, had, like, oh, he, was, he, was, my, he was my re, he was my real MVP of that episode. To mm, be honest, of that he was great. Fuck yeah, I love him so much. What a great character he is. What a progression he's I had. Know, that's such stuff. a fucking crazy character progression because he goes from this just dickhead in from season both, one. From, 
from Dickhead Oathbreaker to like the most honourable Oathkeeper of the show. What a progression. So great. And I can't wait to see like how that, like the relationships he makes in season eight with like all the other characters and how that's going to progress. It's going to be so fucking (sighs) interesting. Yeah. He's, what an MVP. But you kind of know how he's going to die because they force you. They do a lot. I must say they've kind of thrown it in your face season seven, especially. There's too much mm. obvious foreshadowing. Like so? the, I, There was nothing that surprised me in season seven. Like it, in the finale, there was nothing that happened in the finale that surprised me. Okay. Everything I expected. Like, because they foreshadow everything. That's true. It was everything I expected, but it felt like it paid off. Because I was like, I remember watching it and being like, I, this is everything I predicted happened. And I'm like, I'm kind of happy about that. Because, like, oh, it meant I, I all, the, all the clues were pointing to the right place and I followed them correctly. And it just felt yes. good that I was right. I, I do agree. Like, there's nothing wrong with it being predictable. But, like, it t- but at the same time... Game of Thrones is notorious for being unpredictable, so it's just like I don't want them to lose it when mm. you're at the end of the show. Yeah. Like I, at some points, I want you to be predictable because it's important to keep the integrity of what you've been building to. But also, just once in a while, throw me a, a for a for a loop, right? Whereas like, because I was a hundred percent accurate in all my predictions for who was going to die, and like what characters are going to do what, and this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. Um, at least right before episode seven, like at the start of the season, I couldn't have predicted how the season ends. But like once I'd seen six, I was like, okay, this is what will happen in the finale. And it pretty much all happened. Mm. Um, which is, it's not disappointing. It, it all paid off and I enjoyed the shit out of it. I thought it was amazing and I loved it. Like you said, even though you predicted it, you're sitting there watching going, oh fuck, oh fuck, it's happening. Yeah, like it's something, uh, you, it's something that you, because it's, it's one of the things where you theorize about stuff and then when it happens, you're like, oh shit, they're actually doing it. We're actually going to get to see this happen now. And that's just some really good I, shit. But I think because the show's gone on for so long, you start to realize certain writing techniques they do, which is just so much foreshadowing. And it's like mm. when they foreshadow something, it's not to throw you for a loop. It's to be like, oh, that will happen. You mm. know you like, you like, know how it works now. You know the kind of formula. When they address something in like episode four and they bring up like, what's an annulment? And yeah. then like you're like, all I know is I'm like, in the finale, they will address this. Mm. Of course they will. Like, they have to, because that's how they work. They never leave something to, like, the next season that's major when they address it, like, mid-season. They just wait till, like, season six, Tower of Joy. Like, I'm like, holy, in episode four, they brought in Tower of Joy. And then they, and I'm like, oh, my God, finish it. Finish it. Tell me what happens. And they don't address it to the finale. But you mm. kind of know they'll address it. They're not going to leave it till next season, because that's not how, you know, it works. Um, and when it comes to Jamie... And I think how he's going to die prediction wise, and this isn't a spoiler because this foreshadowing was like season two or three. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for sure have seen the show already. My prediction for Jamie dying is in, because he's, Brienne asked him, how do you want to die? And he said, in the arms of the woman I love. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but it'll be in Brienne's arms in the battlefield. Oh, that'll be, that'll be sad. You know what I mean? Like, cause it won't be Cersei. Cause it oh, can't no, be. No, 100% you know I mean? won't be. Because, like, the whole payoff of kind of what his storyline has been is to be rid of her and be an honorable man and prove to everybody that he isn't – he's never been an earthbreaker. He's always been a man of honor that's kind Mm. of just been around the wrong people, Mm. Um, you know, and he's proving that now. And I think he will be – he'll die in battle. Like, he's a character that kind of has to die because he's kind of been been around for everything, even from the previous generation because he's old as fuck. But – you know, his purpose isn't to survive and live long a long life. His purpose is to kind of 
and with and with the storyline, I do feel like he'll die in Brienne's arms because that's kind of been set up since season two or three, and I kind of feel like the way they foreshadow in this show, it's just kind of how it, everything pays off. They really do pay everything off. Yeah, they do do that. It makes it feel satisfying. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, would you have any other season eight predictions? What are your major season eight predictions? Because that way we don't spoil anything, but it's like our ideas. Mm, season eight predictions. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, we know what direction everything's going in. They're going to fight the White Walkers and everything. But, I mean, other than that, I'm not entirely sure. I think I think Bran's going to get involved more, and there might be some plot points there. But I'm not entirely sure God, he's, what. God, he's the worst character ever. <laughs> God, he's such a bad character. I don't. I don't think he's a bad character. Oh shit! I he's a he's shit fine. actor too. Nah, he's fine. He's just sort of there. Like he conveys things. He's he's all right. Like he's not. He's not. To me, he's he's at least they don't try and make him like a main main character. Like there was a whole season where he wasn't even. But fucking I feel in like it. he was. I feel like he was supposed to be, but then it's like fuck. He's a shit actor. <laughs> Let's not give him that many lines. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so. You gotta tell. You can kind of tell, like, in the book, I reckon he'll have way more of a role to play, but in the show, they're kind of like, fuck his shit, let's just that's kind of... That's why they made him right. speak in a monotone in season seven. And that's why they give him, like, two lines a season these days, even though he's such an important character, but they're like, let's just make him speak as little as possible. <laughs> yeah. It's true, though. It's fucking yeah. true. Well, I think he'll 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 do something that'll be a thing. Um, I just hope they do something unpredictable. I hope there's something we can't predict that happens in season eight but i mean they've only got six episodes to wrap everything up now with God, the white so walkers with you know them. westeros like what are they how are they gonna wrap up do you think we're gonna do you think six they're gonna episodes man so much has to happen and see holy shit so much has to happen they've, they've got like are they gonna do you think they're just gonna wrap up the stuff with the white walkers and see who wins that battle or do you think they're also gonna wrap up who's gonna become king or queen of westeros or... you have to that's the point of the show You've got True. two wars to deal with. You've got two wars right now. You've got to deal with the White Walkers and the Long Night, which the whole show's about building up to. But then you've got Cersei on the throne with a huge army. You have to deal with that. You have to deal with that. Mm. You have to finish that off. I mean, I definitely think when they get the Golden Company over in Season 8 um, that Cersei's buying that army. Uh, I definitely think Dario Naharis is going to be a part of that. Mm. And he'll he'll help. They'll, I feel like... We're going to be disappointed by the Cersei section of it, to be honest. I feel like the White Walkers are going to be such a major point, and they're kind of going to quickly get rid of Cersei. It's not going to be a big deal. They will kind of quickly get rid of her. Hmm. I think I don't want it to be too predictable. Because, like, I mean, obviously the ideal ending is they defeat Cersei, they defeat the White Walkers, and, you know, Daenerys and Jon are sort of <laughs> ruling together and stuff super weird and it's like it's like mm, it's kind of predictable that's i don't a, it's kind of like a fan fiction ending that's such a fan it's, fiction so, ending. it's so it's like fantasy like disney fairy tale like oh they lived happily ever after they kind of can't do that i think daenerys does you think so yeah i really do i don't i actually don't think john does i i always you know thought what? he would die at the end of the show but I think he does i actually think that makes sense yeah i think daenerys can die and john will sort of take her place because because they've been they they foreshadowed that as well. The, there was dialogue in, throughout season seven about uh, the succession and the I can't have children. There's so much talk about that. People are saying no, it's just because she will actually have children. I, I'm like I actually think it's because she's gonna die, mm. and because it's like she could never have ruled. Yeah, that's true. Do you interesting. Think, do you think we're gonna get to see John do anything with the dragons? Yeah, I well he has to. 
you've got well let's be real oh, oh, fuck this is spoilers you've got certain someone who's got one dragon you've got Daenerys who has two dragons mm-hmm. um, and she's she rides Drogon then you've only got one other dragon who's Rhaegol who's named after Jon's father so yes Jon's riding that dragon there's no that way he doesn't sense, yeah. let's be real here He's got, he's gonna ride the dragon named after his father, For, but of course he is. Mm. But of course, that makes sense. That'd be super interesting to see. Oh, that'd be really fucking cool. Do you think he's gonna continue calling himself Jon Snow, or do you think? Yeah, I do. I really do. Because I think, I mean, I think the only time he would switch is if Daenerys was to die, and he'd yeah, be like, "Oh well, I'm a fucking Targaryen." So I don't. Th- I, I tell you, what, I don't think he will though, and it's because. I actually think he'll end up being called Stark. You think so? Yeah, I do. And I'll tell you why. It's because he and they had this dialogue in the finale of season seven. He had this scene with Theon and he said, you're a Greyjoy and you're a Stark. And he's not even got Stark blood. Jon is half Stark still. You know what I mean? Mm. His mother's a Stark. So, God, that's spoilers. If anyone starts that show, that's fucked up. <laughs> Um, Look, we've been talking spoiler for so long if anyone if anyone's scared of spoilers they've probably clicked off by now so i think we're all right yeah gotta yeah, got hope so um for sure i've started the show by now for god's sake um yeah so i mean i i feel like they're saying that because that's also important for john and it's interesting that john saying that to theon because i'm like well that's like, important to you because it's like the classic meme for guardians of the galaxy volume 2 it's like he may have been your father but he wasn't your daddy you know what i mean mm. because because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, and John says, he's a part of you the same way he's a part of me. Talking about Ned. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ned is John's father, right? Yeah, for sure. But biologically, it's his uncle, but Ned is John's father. That's who raised him. He, he, he never saw or met or was touched once by his real father, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, who just be, he has his blood. He has his, you know, his name. That's it. Nothing else. He didn't learn anything from Rhaegar. He is, he is Ned Stark's son, mm. and it's interesting the the name and importance. And m- one of my favorite moments of the finale of season seven was Cersei going, "I give this like they were trying to make this kind of truce." Well, there, there was this moment they were trying to make a deal, and Cersei goes, "I only give this to Ned Stark's son because I know Ned Stark's son will be a man of his word." Like that's how, uh, mm. that's the reputation Starks have. Mm. You know, to be that honourable that, like, Cersei's never even met John, but she knows just because he's the son of Ned that he will honour his word. And Cersei's, like, the most evil character of them all, but she still knows that Ned Stark's honourable. Therefore, mm. John will be honourable. Yeah, and I just love true. And that's the truth. It's like, as much as everyone has been talking about this for this so long in the show that, oh, my God, but Ned's not even his dad. Like, this is a theory. I'm like, yeah, sure, I get it. And it's true. He has the blood. He's the bloody fucking, you know, you know what he is. Um... But at the end of the day, uh, Ned Stark's his dad. Yeah. Ned Stark raised him. He, he's the most, of all the characters, even of Rob Stark, the most character that is like Ned Stark has always been John. Mm. Always has been John. He's way more like Ned than all of the Stark kids, including Rob. Yeah, that's true. How honorable he is. But I think he's he learns from his father's mistakes. Like Sandor always said, that's what got him killed. That's what got Rob killed. Again, more spoilers. Jesus Christ, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I was dropping deaths left and right. Um, but and John said in the finale, I know what everyone. You can tell me this was what got my father killed, but um, 
you know, and then he explains what how important honor is, and it's like, yeah, that, man, that's the truth, man. He's got it. He's like, you can't fault mm. him. You can't fault John. He's just such a good. He's just the best fucking character. Yeah, I love him. He's great. Maybe I'm just talking about my ass, but that's just how I feel about this. Like he, he, I don't think he'll ever really accept the Targaryen. Yeah, that's him. that's what I thought, and that because because I think the only time he will, if he he could possibly take the Targaryen name, would be if Daenerys died and sort of in her honor sort of thing. But I don't think he he doesn't he's not a Targaryen in the way that he is. He's only a Targaryen in blood, but he definitely is a Stark. So it makes yeah. sense that that would be a thing. He he looks like a Stark. He acts like a Stark. He you know. He is a Stark. Mm. There's not really like what moments do you sit there and you're like, oh my god, he's like a Targaryen. Like when he never. pets the dragon. He's, yeah, I was about to say he pet a dragon. Cool. Yeah. I don't fucking care. Tyrion pet a dragon. Like it doesn't matter to me. Mm. Oh, Tyrion. Actually, that's a good point. Do you think because Cersei obviously made a deal with Jon, um, uh, but then broke with that Tyrion, deal. Oh yeah, yeah. So you're do talking you about think, the Tyrion? Deal? Do you think Tyrion knows? or not because all you see is Tyrion's like oh you're pregnant and then they walk out and Cersei's like oh yeah made a deal do you think Tyrion had anything to do with that or what deal the deal so because so because Cersei makes the deal with Jon that she'll fight with them against the White Walkers but then she breaks the deal because she's like no I'm not actually going to do that I just told them that to to Jamie. then that's why he leaves yeah so do you think Tyrion had any knowledge that Cersei would break the deal. Oh, that's so interesting. I don't know. That's so bizarre. They cut away from that. And I'm yeah. like, what did Tyrion talk the, to the, her uh, about? The only, the last thing you see is Tyrion notices that she's pregnant. Yeah, and that's, that's weird. About People, it. And then it cuts away. I've been away. hearing a lot of theories about Tyrion being a traitor. And I just don't buy that for a second. I don't think there's any way he sides with Cersei ever. So that, mm. that I'm not worried about. But I'm not, still not convinced that we that we've should been shown what really happened either. I mean, we see that scene at the end as well, with with where John and Daenerys are in that room together. Well, um, I just I just think he's worried about the implications of John and Daenerys. He's just sitting there like, yeah, "Fuck sense. this! Could, this could end really badly." If the, you know what I mean? Mm. He just knows what when po- po- political leaders kind of get together it can get messy like this, and he knows love never works out in Westeros. Yeah, true. He knows better than anybody. So everyone's sitting there like, that's creepy. Is he in love with Daenerys? I'm like, no, no, no. He's sitting there like, oh, shit, this could end bad. Because he mm. knows what happens when people get together in this world and it, it, their stature. Yeah, that does make sense, yeah. Jumping to spoilers yeah, hopefully left. hopefully anyone that doesn't want it spoiled is just left at this point because that was just... That. <laughs> we just dropped the whole trying to be vague about things and just kind of went into it there. Yeah. Guys, who do you reckon is Azura High? I'm, I think it's John and Daenerys together. I think there's, it's not What's just that? one person. They took Azura High, the prince who was promised, prince or princess in High Valyrian. Oh. You don't know who Azura High is? The one chosen to defeat the Long Knight, the whole prophecy. Oh, uh, yeah. Is? I know what you. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I could, yeah. yeah, I can see. I, mean, I remember. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, as Melisandre says at the start of season seven, prophecies are a difficult thing. You know, so they do talk about the the prophecies are never exact. So it's saying oh, there'll be a person who's this, this or that. I'm like, I I don't believe it's one person. I do believe the show is about John and Daenerys, not just John. Um, but I do think Daenerys will be the one out of the two of them to go. I I honestly would have said John before this season, but this season I really felt like they foreshadowed the fact that Daenerys won't be alive at the end. Mm. 
Fair enough. I yeah. do agree with that. That makes that makes more sense to me that it'd be that way around. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> okay, that's, that's enough games. That was Is there a high as king of the Wild Walkers bet? Okay, it's a terrible prediction. Don't watch Game of Thrones. Well, you should stop watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, Jesus Christ. Um, what else have we got on the list? There's not much left on the list. I, I'm too tired. I have some Kingdom Hearts stuff, but I'm too tired to really delve into like something that hardcore like Kingdom sure. Hearts. Um, do you want to talk about Houston Hurricane and Jake Paul again? <laughs> oh fucking hell! I guess we. Can. I guess we can. I guess we can. I guess. What do you okay. Want to specifically. Um. We. I mean, we talked about it at Clubhouse, didn't we? I guess for sure. We Just did. listen to Clubhouse. Go to patreoncom slash as always. We talked about it. He's a bit of a dickhead, isn't he? And that's he's about a it. Fucking, he's a fucking dickhead. Like, there's, there's not really much else to say other than that. Mm. Maybe for the end, I'd rather just, because I'm honestly, man, I'm so fucking tired right now. We've got mm. half an hour before full three. If we make yep. it to then, um, go to the chat and just talk about whatever. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. We can do that for as long as we need. If it gets a bit too much, then we just wrap up the podcast, because it doesn't have to be three hours. No, it doesn't, and especially when I'm this tired. I'm just yeah. like, I, I, you know, my OCD will be a little upset, but like at the end of the day, yeah, we just we'll just talk is... to the chat, see what everyone has to say, and once we've done a bit of that, we can wrap up. Yeah, cool. I mean, we talked a lot, a lot about Assassin's Creed, Lost Legacy, Game of Thrones. Those are the three main things we want to talk about, anyway. Mm. It's been, it's been, this has been a fun one. Yeah, we've talked about some good shit, some good discussion. For sure. All right. Um, no, but I'm. Um, in all seriousness, it's most likely John who is Zoraha. Yeah, again, I think it's two people. I think the whole point of prophecies being a weird thing um, is the fact that it's not exactly what mm. it's. It just says it's not just because the prophecy says all these specific things, but it won't be specifically how you predict it to mean it exactly. It's not. It's not blatant. Mm. There's a theory saying Jamie is a Zoraha. Seems believable. <sighs> That'd I mean, be a bit ridiculous to just pull that out of nowhere. I mean, there's so many important details of like who Azor Ahai is, how they'll be born, um, things about their personality. Um, Jamie just doesn't fit that. It, there's people that are a lot less likely to be Azor Ahai than Jamie, but I still don't think Jamie's a likely person. I believe it would be like. Yeah, I mean, I don't really see if people that are alive still. I don't really see anyone else it could be other than John or Daenerys or both. Just doesn't make sense. Mm. Oh, James, I didn't talk to you about Final Fantasy fifteen Assassin's Creed Origins crossover. Oh yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck was that? First of all, your video you did on that, I died. I died <laughs> laughing. That was fucking hilarious. That was. A good I, I didn't. Wa- I didn't watch it till like four or five days after you made it. Like. <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, I didn't talk about this. Brings up, this is the reason I didn't watch it for so long, okay. or I haven't really watched anyone's videos for so long. You know how I, I like nine weeks ago, I would have been. I like my internet died, and I had yep. to like Bluetooth my phone. I only got my internet back uh, three days ago. Oh, really? Yep, I've had no internet in my house for nine weeks. That's awful. It has been fucked. It has been so bad. That's why I only got Lost Legacy. Th- three days ago because I had no internet to download it. 
Oh, God, that's horrible. I've had, like, I haven't even been able to play Xbox. Because all the games... Did you know that even though I've got the games and own them, I can't even access them as downloads because I'm not online? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've, I, haven't been, I haven't been able to play anything. I've spent all my life that I'm not at work at uni because uni has internet. And whenever I'm at home, I have I, all I do is like listen to podcasts because I pre-download podcasts when I at somewhere where I have internet. I spent hundreds of dollars on phone data bills. It's been the worst. That's it's been so horrible. so horrible. That sounds awful. And remember, this isn't the first time this year that I've run out of internet. Like I've spent of the eight months of this year, I've spent four months of it without home internet. Mm-hmm. It's been That's the worst. Fun. Yeah. So I've had internet for four days, and it's been like I can't even. I, I still, every time I'm using YouTube on my phone, I freak out that I'm using my data, even though I'm not, because I'm just not used to being at my house and there being internet here. Like, that, to me, that's, like, crazy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's horrible. So, I've, I've just, all I've been doing the last couple of days is, like, updating all the apps on my phone, like, updating my Xbox and my PlayStation 4 and, like, downloading games and updates of all these different games and just trying to catch up on YouTube videos and stuff like that. So that's when I watched your goddamn... It's been awful. But that's when I watched your goddamn, like, Final Fantasy video and was losing my shit. Mm. What the hell is that whole thing? Assassin's Creed um, Fest. Okay, so it's a collaboration between Square Enix and... Uh, Ubisoft, in which there's a little mini DLC because they have these various festivals. Like they have like the Chocobo Festival in Final Fantasy 15, and then they have the Assassins Festival, which they've done. And essentially, what it is that in the Final Fantasy universe, the Assassins Creed franchise just exists, and they really like the games. So they have a festival for it. There's a few cool little missions, some mini games, just a bit of fun. It's quite a good time, to be honest. It was a nice little bit of fan service here and there, just a bit of fun. Like Final Fantasy 15 is still a fun game to play, so that was good. Um, and that was it. It's a bit of a good time. God, your video. I'm just having a look at it again, laughing at like you pulling out. He's using the stupid like goofy like blue hammer, yeah. and you're just holding the sort of auto looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, you're just like, look like you want to kill something. At the end, you're like, that is the best thing ever. <laughs> Fuck, that's well, funny. I'm 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 never not gonna trust Square Enix with a collaboration. Um, because Kingdom Hearts exists, and that was a wacky collaboration. So they can collab with whoever they want, and I'll I'll be all down for that. They seem to know how to do it. So, well, it'd be way better if they collaborated with Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, definitely. Like if we're playing like that would have been that would have been It's like a reversed. Yeah. It's like a reversed one. So rather than having Kingdom Hearts with Final Fantasy, it'd be Final Fantasy with Kingdom Hearts. That'd be a weird reverse scenario. That, that would be. They should do that. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Would it? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, sure. But yeah, that was a good time. <sighs> what do you guys think of Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle? I don't, what? I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. I read it through The Hound becoming Azura High and I didn't know how to react to it. No, what? No. None of this. Well, no. No. No, 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 no. I'm not. De- I'm not dealing with this. I love the hand, but no. Clegane Bowl, though. Oh, Clegane Bowl. So much hype for for Clegane Bowl. The mountain and the hand. Oh, that'll be hype. I've been hyped since. I've been hyped since season five. Oh, can't wait. That's true. Um, no way the hand could be low. Yeah, I agreed, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, obviously. That'd but, be so but, underwhelming. 
But obviously. But obviously. Um, oh, Jesus. The chat's super dead. We've still got plenty of yeah. people. I don't know why it's so dead. Plenty of people watching, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. People are just kind of sitting around scratching their asses. They don't even know what's going on. How long have we been going for? We've been two, going over two and a half four, hours. Yeah. yeah, two hours 34. Not too bad. Not too bad. Solid. Um, lady, What happened to Lady Stoneheart, though? Well, nothing. She's in the books and doesn't really do anything in the long run, obviously, so they didn't want her in the show. And there's a, the, I think the importance of Jon Snow coming back to life, which is a huge spoiler again, but fuck it. Um, I think it's Game of Thrones, there's no way no one knows about this, though. Like, you've, if you use the internet, you kind of get Game of Thrones spoiled for you. Um, mm-hmm. You can't... To revive someone like, like Jon Snow, like a main character, it has to be, one, a surprise in a TV show, and two, you can't bring back characters after you kill them. That, like, that's like suicide in terms of writing. So if you're going to do it, you have to make it count. And if you the, if you keep doing it, you kind of fuck around with you know your writing. So, in the show, they made the decision not to make bringing people back to life a common occurrence, but something special just to Jon Snow. So if they brought back Lady Stoneheart, it would be a bit. It wouldn't be, mean as much. Mm, yeah, I agree. Uh, lasers and dynamite. Do you think Origins could be the best AC game yet? Of course, of course, it could be. It hasn't come out yet. Every game had the potential to. Every every game ever has the potential to. So. <laughs> oh, pink flamed. Oh, God. So I'm in the middle of season six. I'm half asleep, Tyler. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, sorry. My bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've just spoiled the entire season seven for you, bro. I apologize. Um, you guys are awesome. Oh, thanks, Brendan. I fucking love you, so man. Always such a... Never had a bad word to say about us ever. Just so nice to us. Doesn't matter what horrible things we say or do. <laughs> Such a sweet kid. Is it bad I haven't watched Game of Thrones? Yes. F- figure your life out. You're a mess. Um, I know Hit Carrington... I just said Hit Carrington. Hit I know. Carrington. <laughs> I know Kit Harrington. Classic error mess. Um, oh, I know this. Kit Harrington spoke about a fan theory that he was told and it was about... Entire Game of Thrones taking place in a dream of Ghosthead, yeah, and he's just like to them, <laughs> never, never be a screenwriter. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that was a that was great. Nice little theory. If they did yeah. that, I'd kind of have to applaud them. I think. Like as much as it would be terrible. I'm just like, you're so bad. I can't help but respect how yeah. you obviously did that. Up- oh god, this. Oh god. Oh god, Muaz Raja, would you oh, rather yeah. watch? Oh god, oh, I don't want. To, I have to. I just have to read them. Okay. Would you rather watch your parents have sex forever from now on, or join in once? Ugh. I'm not answering that. I had to read not it because much. I started reading it, but I'm not going to answer that question. That's so fucked up. I don't even want to think about that. That's so fucked up. That's not either that anyone would ever want to do. It's it's, and the good thing is you don't even have to consider it because it's not a real fucking question. Yeah, terrible. Um. Tyler, do you Tyler... know about the KCC mug? Oh, I made a KCC what? mug. What? I want to drink my tea out of our, our faces. <gasps> I want to drink my coffee out of our faces. 
It's on the it's on Spreadshirt, I think. But I reckon it I reckon it's super expensive. I just did it because I was like, it's a cool thing, but I probably won't buy it because everything on fucking Spreadshirt is so overpriced. Send, send me a link. Don't say I also that. Go did... to Spreadshirt and buy our shirts, guys. Okay, no, our shirts aren't, but everything else is. Yeah, they're like they're like ten ninety nine for a fucking mug. Dude, that's fucking nothing. I'll buy that. That's so expensive. But it, that's pounds, oh, pounds, though. Pounds, yeah. Fucking hell. Jesus There's Christ. There's a link anyway I sent to you on Skype. I did one for Horsey and Fox as well, and I also made a Horsey and Fox teddy bear. So it's a teddy bear wearing a Horsey and Fox t-shirt. Um, so that exists. Oh, I want that mug so badly. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Thing is, though, I only put the logo on one side, because when you put it on the other side, it also adds another two pounds onto the price. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely want on both sides. Get your stupid, <laughs> grubby, st- fucking hands off of my mug designs. Put them on both sides. You fuck. So I can do. I can do that. Yeah. Stop being such a tight ass. Spend okay, the money. Fine. fine. I'll do it. Oh, that's so awesome. To be fair, I might for sure. Like we've got what four more months of this design. I'm. You know, I might kind of wait till the next design. And get the most out of your money. Yeah, you know, if I'm going to spend twenty dollars on a <laughs> yeah. on my own merchandise, yeah, that's it's true. better last. It better last a year. So it's fucking no money. I don't care. That's I don't mind. Um, what do you mean? That's expensive. That's so expensive. What? Hey, Elva, um, is there any way you can? Figure Speak out the words probably. for that. What the fuck? <laughs> what, what do you mean that's expensive? That's so expensive. Tyler like, yeah, was so exactly happy. Exactly what we said. Yeah. I don't think that's that expensive. Like it's I mean it's expensive for a mug, but like it's a mug with my face on it. So like fuck yeah, yeah I'll spend twenty bucks on that. Who cares? Um True. Yeah, that's the, that's the way I always look at it. I'm like it's part of the novelty I'm also paying for it as well, not just the mug. Can I have a KCC fidget spinner? No, Brennan. Why? Don't do this. Definitely Can you please not. have a logo, a Lego KCC video game? What yeah. happens in the video game? What would you um, do? You have to. You go through various different games that we like. Um, and that's and just it. It's just. It's ruin just them. It, break them. Yeah, it's just. It's just Lego Dimensions, but it's me and you instead. That's the game. That sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does sound terrible, but um, it's the worst. Oh, classic. Okay, yeah. Let's. Yeah, do you want to wrap this up? Yeah, we can wrap this up. All right. Well, thanks Let's everyone for joining up. us, you sweet kids and lads and fox. Uh, fucking hell, I need to stop. And if you want more... I feel like that's a Super Fox meme that you've just brought into our podcast right now. It is a little bit. And if you want more of this wonderful content that you're finding right here um, on YouTube, you can head over to the top link in the description or to patreon.com forward slash as always. It's the same place, but obviously, if you're on iTunes, there's no description. And you can pledge just $1 a month to get extra content um, uh, for... Um, uh, for for extra podcasts and things, and that's a thing. So that'll be great. And some of you sweet vintage lads that are pledging are Moderox or Ben uh, Kizek. Wait, where the fuck is Sandbag gone? He's gone. He's oh, out of here. Sandbag. No, I, I think he's sorting out. I think he's sorting out payment stuff. I don't know. Shall I still say his name? Yeah, well, we've already, already said, said it three it. times. Sandbag. So he's our boy. Sarab. Our boy Sarab, Sandbag. Sarab Sandbag. Channel Bing. Uh, we've also got Josh Devellier, uh, Ian or Zeno Rio, Damien, 
Mario5380, Lumistrad, Gene, Marcus Blackburn, The Humble Worm, Nimbus, Seth, Tom Cunningham, Oscar, RavJ, Zach Neely, Son of a Bitch, Ogier Doggo, Tyler Tranter, Yazen, Brendan, and Pink Flame 313 you sweet vintage lads. Appreciate it. Oh, awesome. Thank you all, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Love you all. You're all the best. Don't know what I'd do without you. Probably Me kill neither. myself. Me neither. I Doubt yeah. it. I'd probably, I'd probably live just as good a life, just I wouldn't have this. No, I'm just joking. It'd be a little <laughs> less awesome. Yeah, just slightly. slightly just a little less. bit. Just a little bit. Maybe not not a considerable... I wouldn't notice, but like it would it would be but do you know why you wouldn't notice because it wouldn't exist so exactly. of course you wouldn't wouldn't, I wouldn't know what I was missing that's true it's a terrible review for our own podcast um give us money thanks for watching exactly we'll see you all in a week's time for another clubhouse over on patreon and two weeks time uh for another kill Connor club episode 56 so that's that thanks fam see you guys later catch you next time bye peace don't. No, don't. Don't say peace. Stop that. Okay. Bye-bye.